today on the program. You gotta hand it to the old girl. I never saw nobody Buffalo Bill the way she buffaloed Bill. It's Kill Bill Volume 2. Welcome to the Rewatch Party. I am your host, Nick. Joining me today is the snatch to my eye, Anthony. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> Got very excited. Uh, oh, I was thinking more along the line, I and that snatch. But, uh, I, yeah. Yeah. But, it could be that too, but <laughs> snatching eyes, eye and snatches. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we do here. Oh, man. Also joining us, Elise. <laughs> when I eye snatches, I, they don't end up I, with eye patches. That's for sure. Okay. Hi, boys. Snatch patches. Watch, watch it with the snatches <laughs> of patches. All right. Snatch patch. Snatch patch. <laughs> Sounds like a do bad they, gummy they, tree. They, the snatch <laughs> patch. Snatch patch. Yeah, do they grow out of the ground or like from a bush? Holy shit. I guess all kids are kind of snatch patch kids. <laughs> Start calling. I'm gonna start calling my kids. Oh yeah, there's patch kids. Instead of a cross, that's an interesting looking garden. Patch. What is that? Oh, that's my snatch patch. <laughs> snatch patch. <laughs> ah, yep, nailed it. <laughs> we can't. Damn it's all downhill it. from here. We just as well finished. Oh uh, man, wow! I was not expecting this movie to start <laughs> like this. Well, there, uh, are also, there are snatch goblins and or snatch patches in in this movie. <laughs> There is a crotch goblin running about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So today we are talking about Kill Bill Volume 2 from 2004, just the year after the first one. Pretty quick turnaround. I guess when you film it all at the same time, that's easy to do. Generally what happens. Yeah. Uh, So, of course, again, directed by Senor Tarantino. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, don't need to do our usual... No, we kind of already went over all this no. stuff. Yeah, we went last over episode, all right? Well, and all all of Tarantino stuff three Tarantino movie episodes ago. So I think we've pretty well covered. And everybody, <laughs> whether a fan or not, is really aware of what Tarantino has done and not done. So uh, yeah. moving on, let's. Uh, <laughs> well, you want to this... cover those budget numbers, and then we'll yeah. finish the saga so this of movie... Bill. <laughs> yeah, this movie runs at two hours and seventeen minutes, and it had a budget of thirty million dollars. Opening weekend, they brought back in twenty five point six million, and worldwide gross is at one hundred and fifty one or one hundred and fifty four point one million dollars. I wonder, like when they when they shoot both movies at the same time, like is that they just split the budget? Like this is the first movie, this is the second movie, or is it just by how much the the? Because I'm assuming they're shooting their scenes, you know, all. It, it, yeah, I mean, it, I yeah, I have no idea. Hmm. Maybe. You got well, someone who's really being specific about, well, this scene went into this movie, so all the money spent on that goes with that budget. And this, yeah, gotta have I'm some assuming, it's, yeah, I'm assuming it's split because if you look at IMDb, the budget for number one is the same. It's 30 million as well. So just, I'm assuming just like they that. split 30. It's, yeah, it's 60 million. We're going to say 30 on the first, 30 on the second. Mm-hmm. And the, as far as the reviews on this one, it's an eight out of 10 on IMDb, um, 84% uh, of the, of the, on the, critics so that's one percent less than kill bill volume one 
Mm, probably uh, because of less decapitation. God. <laughs> and you hate to see it. <laughs> and 89% on the audience, which is actually up 8% over the volume one. So audience members tended to like this oh, one better. Probably because of less decapitation. <sighs> you hate I to see it. I don't know if it's less decapitation <laughs> or just the fact that there's more story, you know? Uh, see, I was apparently the other way because I... Up until this rewatch, and we'll get to our thoughts at the very end, but I just always had in my head, like, the first one's fucking amazing, and then the second one was, like, a good story, but I was like the first one because, obviously, I'm a sucker for just give me mindless action. Look at most of my movie collection. Obviously, that's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> a lot of decapitations. A lot of decapitations. You love to see it. So... <laughs> <laughs> More head. That's what I say. Hey, <laughs> there you go. Leave your Spurting limbs. Head. They belong to me. So, all right. Um, also, I want to fix a mistake from previous episode. I say written and directed by Tarantino because he writes and directs all his own stuff. But this one is written also by Uma. She worked with Quentin to write this. I want to make sure she gets credit for her work there. Do they start? discussing ideas for this during Pulp Fiction, didn't they? I think, yes, yeah. I think it was during yeah. Pulp Fiction because he, I don't know, there's some note where it's like, he just like, this This is my muse, this is my you know, directors get their actors they use all the time and uh, he's like, holy shit, this Uma Thurman lady. and it was, Uma is going to kill Bill because he had the idea in mind already so then they just started like sort of, and they both had the same um, love of like old kung fu movies and, and certain things so they're like, let's and and every single shot, and there's a lot that I don't even know because I while I like martial arts movies, I don't know like classic kung fu and and Chinese cinema. So there's a whole lot of homages to things that I just don't even catch. I'm sure that they would like, yeah. The story I think was based off of, and like overall the story was based off an old graphic novel or an old serial comic like Quentin loves, and then they just like worked that story into every style of old Chinese cinema and obviously 70s American TV by most of the sound effects through both of these movies, yeah. you could tell. And we talked about that <laughs> siren noise all the time, but even oh during God. every fight, like when, uh, in the last episode, when, uh, go, go, is that the, the yeah. girls, the girl henchman, when she gets like thrown through a table, you hear mm -hmm. bowling ball, like bowling pins getting knocked over and like all the sound design is so hokey, but that's exactly what gives it that seventies TV feel. Yeah. Yep. And it's well, sometimes awesome. hokey is the way to go. Yeah. When, when done, done well, right. Yes. Yeah. When done well. And uh, I mean, when you got a guy who's just an obsessive fan at the level that Tarantino is, then he knows how to, how to pull it off. Obviously he's done it for nine movies now. Something to that effect. He's, a, he's about to make his tenth and final, he says, but we'll see. We'll see if it's his final. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying he's not going to make a tenth movie, but we'll see if it's his last one. Anyway, so let's get into uh, volume two. <laughs> I do. So we're we're getting the production company logos, the usual shit, right? But during this, we get a voiceover. So we're starting the movie before the movie even starts, right? Mm. We get a voiceover from Bill. Do you find me sadistic? You know, kiddo. I'd like to believe you're aware enough even now to know there's nothing sadistic in my actions. This is me at my most masochistic. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's okay. We got it. We got it in volume my... one, dude. Like, yeah. do we really need to reiterate it? Yeah, we get it. You're masochistic, you weird fuck. So, yeah, this is uh, a scene we did see in the first one where she's laying there all beat up and like 
is she missing teeth or is just bleeding so like much? She's bleeding over her teeth. Over her teeth. And she's trying to say, Bill, it's your baby. But she goes, it's your blammo. You know, we, we did see that from the first one that set on in a, set off the four-year coma and the whole buck fucking and, buck fucking. and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, so just, just a little reminder. Hey, I know it's not even been a, a whole year yet, but just make sure everybody remember. Everybody remember what happened to her? Everybody so. remember why she's on this spree? Every, okay, got it? So. All right. And it is a good little line where he's like i'm not doing this to hurt you this is hurting me like yeah. you know the masochistic part of it yeah uh it, it it's a tarantino way of saying this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you <laughs> it's when my parents told me that was always bullshit <laughs> yeah uh weird Don't that worry, i'm the one that ends up crying <laughs> oh yeah you gonna cry too <laughs> yeah wow do not try to pretend like it doesn't hurt kids <laughs> Every listener here who's now an adult with children of their own. When you're getting spanked, do not pretend that it doesn't hurt. (laughs) When we're getting spanked now, it's for fun. Yeah. (laughs) Then you want it harder, usually. (laughs) Not that I know. So then she's in her car. Uh, (laughs) Good old BMW and... uh, Or BMW. No, black and white. BMW. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good old black BMW. Good old BMW. Good old shit. It could have been. I don't know what type of car it was. It's just a black it and was, white. Yeah. It's just her driving. We got the rear projection. Again, like very old vintage filming techniques. And it's fucking awesome. Um, and she's like, I looked dead, huh? But I wasn't. And she's totally just talking directly to the just audience. Just a fourth wall breaking recap of the previous yeah. movie, basically. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking great. Like when done well, all of this hokey shit is is fantastic um she's like i wasn't dead but it wasn't for lack of trying you know i was in a coma for four years of whole like and there's so much tarantino this fucking snappy dialogue he's always writing she's like i went on what the movie advertisements called it roaring rampage of revenge i roared i rampaged i killed lots (laughs) of people and there's just one more i'm gonna kill Bill. She says the thing, title card is only volume two. We don't even get the full Kill yeah. Bill title, just as volume two. Um, there yeah, we go. suckers, like, you better know the name of the <laughs> name of the first yeah. one. So, and of course, we're immediately out of order. We haven't even got our title card yet. And she's like down to the last person. We're like, okay, so we're starting at the very end. Fucking Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, just, she can't talk to her windshield before she goes on murder number three. You know, like, <laughs> no, she can't. Jesus. It's not how it was written. God. So chapter six, Massacre at Two Pines. So chapter six of the story is the beginning of the story. Uh, and she's telling the very us. About, beginning. Yes. Telling us about the wedding incident. The thing that was hinted at a lot in the in the first one. It's Two Pines Wedding Chapel. And then after uh, Michael J. Fox gets back, it's only Lone Pine Wedding <laughs> Chapel. <laughs> that's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke for you manny um but that 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 massacre has since be, since become legend but it actually didn't happen during a wedding it was a rehearsal it was a rehearsal uh so cool. we see great yeah is that does that cha- change a dress something too yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah which why is the why is she in her dress like well well i, I guess that's later but yeah. We talk about why she's all dressed up. So she's, you know, obviously the bride and very pregnant. Uh, she's got a couple of friends. Her fiance, Tommy, uh, played by some guy who I think just usually does makeup. Like, I don't know that he really has much of an acting career. He's more of a, a makeup guy in, in movies, but. 
I didn't right. look him up. Reverend's giving we instructions. L- What's up? We love our makeup people. Don't yeah, I'm not that. talking. I'm not talking shit. I'm just like I can't oh, be like and so and so from this other movie. Or here's other stuff he's done. He touche. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Jackson is Rufus, the piano player, even though you never see his face. That uh, voice, you could, yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't matter. You're, you're going to know that. You could, because we're, we're always just behind him. So we're kind of like looking over his shoulder. And even if he never said a fucking line, you're like, that's Samuel Jackson. I mean, that man has such a very specific presence. It's, a, yeah, it's he's got a, pretty he's got impressive that he Morgan can get. Morgan Freeman voice. And- yeah, yeah, but. Just for him to sit there, you could be like, "Holy shit, that's Samuel Jackson," without him even it. saying anything. The, this the L Jackson. Yeah, well, is strong he had a certain way of moving. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The L Jackson is strong in the room. Is that <laughs> is that L Jackson? I smell. <laughs> um, were you? Did you find Tommy? Uh, no. I'm, oh, I thought you were. I'm, you were I, I am looking now, but look, there's a lot. There's a long to, list. They put a lot of them in there. Every little guy that's in there for a couple seconds is. Yeah, on the, the problem with trying to look up the cast for this one on IMDb and at the because uh, there's two rounds of credits at the end of this, they go through everybody because he's now viewing this as one giant movie. So you get all the people, like even Charlie Brown from the first movies. Yeah. In the credits of this one, and he's on the IMDb page in this one, even though he's not in it. So you're like, well, what, what I. Yeah, I do appreciate, though, because you get a lot of directors that just, they're like, we don't give a fuck about anybody in the background. We don't care. You're not important. But they are. They fill out the movie. They are important. That's why no, I kind of oh, like that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying... There's no small parts, only small actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, and, and I'm fine with him doing it in the movie, saying here's, because it's a whole Kill Bill story. We're not just giving credits for volume two. That's the scrolling credits, the usual bullshit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the the curtain call type credits that he gives us fine. Show us everybody, even from the uh, house of blue flower fight and all that, that weren't in volume two. give us the whole story wrap up. That's fine. The IMDB page for this specific movie does not need to do that. Is what I I'm guess saying. that is true. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That no. makes sense. Cause you got to scroll through all these people who aren't even in here to get to even fucking Uma Thurman, the bride. Like what, what the fuck? Is, why is she like 30 people down on the fucking cast list when she's literally the star of the movie? What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> so anyway, that's the point. Um, so, uh, what song do you want? Getting back to Samuel Jackson, uh, it was like, uh, maybe "Love Me Tender." Is like, okay, I can play that. Oh, I can play anything. Rufus toured around. Yeah, if they came through Texas, I played with him, and he's listening. All- oh, he was a. I was a coaster. I was a Shondell. I was, he's like, I like how he says it because you know those are the old band, the coasters, the crickets, the Shondells, or whatever. So he doesn't say I played with so and so. He goes, I was a coaster. I was a cricket. I yeah. was, <laughs> which is just a cool way of of saying when they come through town, I play with them. That's awesome. Um, so, <laughs> and here's a joke I don't understand. I've only been a D's nuts, I guess. It's the only thing I play with when I come to town. <laughs> <laughs> and muting your mic. <laughs> Um, you guys are the ones that told me to plug it in. <laughs> uh, so it is true. About, he could have been the creepy the, dude back with L. Could have been the quiet right. one. Yeah. Um, they're talking about the bride side and the groom side, and how she doesn't really have anybody coming because she doesn't really have. She just has the three friends that are there with her right now and no real family. And so the the, the reverends even like. I mean, we'll just make it general seating. That's fine. And there's some joke here about the groom Please has so many people coming and. The, about it. And the the friend's like, yeah, from Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck does that mean? I mean, I hate Oklahoma as much as, if not more than the next guy. But like, what? 
Oh, his friends are from Oklahoma. I, I don't, I, they don't explain the joke, and I just I don't get why that makes everybody crack up. Except the reverend, who's just like me and goes, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, I don't understand no. why it's so funny. Yeah, from Oklahoma. It's like, you're in El Paso. Like, who are you to look down your nose at fucking anything? <laughs> uh, El Paso is a beautiful city. <laughs> mm. uh, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. So Fun anyway, fact, she- El Paso is the halfway mark between Houston and San Diego. <laughs> so to get to Texas, huh? you have to, to get in Texas. Just, just in case you were wondering. <clears throat> yeah, no, to get to Texas, you you need to be in it, right? Is that what you said? Yep. Texas is a big state. It's a big state. That's <laughs> it's like trying to drive north and south through California. I mean. No, that's a long, that's a that's long way. Just as long, right? From Not tip longer, to base. Maybe. It's a long trip for, for sure. Base, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know the I don't know the length of the two. If you if you did the north to south California and the east to west Texas, I don't know which is longer. I love those memes where it's like Texas is so big it can fit a Texas inside of it or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you can fit the moon in Australia and, and another Texas inside. I saw of it. one that was like, look how big Texas is, and it's actually a map of Australia, and then someone put a smaller map of South America in it. And they're like, this is all of England inside of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, one of the comments is like, "Wow, that's crazy!" And you don't—you never know with the internet if that's someone being seriously stupid or just playing along. It hurts, yeah. right? But Alaska so, is the largest state. While we're on the subject, just in case correct. if you don't know, Alaska is the largest state by, in the by, by square it's, mileage. Yes, by complete by area. Yep. So she says, "I, you know, I'm not feeling so great, and uh, this bitch is getting on my nerves because the the Reverend's bride is kind of a bitch." Being being a bit she of a, a judgy Christian, <laughs> I've she, never never known any of the words. Yeah, I, I've one or two. No. I've known one or two that aren't. So you know their numbers aren't looking good. She's like, I'm going to go outside and get some air, just make up something. And so the <laughs> friend, the friends are like, you know, because of her condition and all, she just needs some fresh air. And they're like, yeah, sure, you know. And that's it's got to be like the the only upside to. The, the during pregnancy, obviously the, the child is a big upside to pregnancy, but like the just sick and everything swollen and painful and you, every, but you can just be like, uh, yeah, something, something pregnant. I got to leave. <laughs> it's like your immediate bail card on anything you want. Yeah. I, uh, I cannot confirm. Never had that problem. <laughs> uh, I don't, I've, I've never been able to use that excuse either. I just say, I don't like it here. I'm going home. Uh, my, I, I just, <laughs> that's uh, pretty much me. I have to poop. <laughs> oh, our bathroom's right. No, I need to go home for this one. <laughs> I need the home team advantage on this one, bud. Home court. Oh. <laughs> I got This is going to be a shirt off type of situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to be down to my skivvies for this one. And, uh, frankly, I, I got a fan right next to my toilet. I mean, I got. I know what I need on this. <laughs> it's uh, you're going to look at me different if I do this at your house. So I'm just going to. Go on home. <laughs> Broke the bottom of the toilet. <laughs> it's either you come in here and you look me in the eye while this is going on, or I leave. And they're like, okay, go home then. Remember the time you were at my house and you said, why do you have a stainless steel truck stop toilet? This is why I need to go home. <laughs> Get that without love's money. So when she walks outside, who's sitting there but Bill playing this oversized fucking flute? It's like a didgeridoo that he's playing like a flute. <laughs> this fucking thing. 
dude's out there just fucking being like, he took the recorder oh, thing that was not way too big. far. <laughs> yeah, just like CN from Kickboxer. <laughs> He's playing the didgery f- dude. Dude in his didgery flute. Yeah, didgery flute. Yeah, we go didgery Something flute. Something like, like that. that. Um, and you could tell how he gets, you know, a gaggle of, of assassin women at his beck and call. He's a, he's a charming guy for being a, a creepy pimp, essentially. <laughs> yeah, um, for, for that face, he has to be charming. Yeah. And, and David Carradine, even when he was younger, was never what I would think of as an, uh, an attractive man. He's always kind of been an awkward featured fella. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, not my cup of tea. But, you uh, know. but great fucking David Carradine. We finally get to see Bill. Uh, he was a hand and a voice in the first movie, so we finally get to see and fucking David Carradine. Apparently, Warren Beatty was supposed to do this role. I, mean, I guess I don't that would have been fucking weird. I don't have strong feelings one way or the other on Warren Beatty. I'm not super familiar beyond Dick Tracy and Bonnie and Clyde, but I just can't imagine anybody but Carradine. Like he's got the perfect leathery Kate. look and his the his the, yeah the way he delivers his lines in this movie is just yeah. like Jesus Christ, it's like. Yeah, you were born for this fucking just, role. It's he not even, it doesn't even feel this. like acting. It just seems well, like, yeah. And I'm not saying Warren Beatty would have been bad in it, but like, kung, I mean, with 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 Carradine's kung fu history, like it's perfect fit yeah, for it, right? Which I mean, is what you're trying I, to do. I was like, I'm sure he just said it has to be Carradine because of the kung fu show. Yeah. What Warren Beatty hasn't ever done anything like so. Yeah, it would have made no sense. Carradine's the obvious fucking choice. Yeah, it seemed to me like I, it surprised me to hear that he wasn't just the first choice. I just assumed that Tarantino was, was like, "Hey, I need you to do this." Nobody but but Carradine. And so they walk towards each other slowly. It's like one step at a time, walking towards. Of course, we got to see their feet take each step. She's in like uh, flip flops basically because you got to be able to actually see her feet. And he's got some boots on, <laughs> and they just like are slowly walking towards each other as they're getting through their pleasantries and shit. And uh, as they do this, and they're having this intense conversation, but this this would put them directly in the middle of the fucking double wide doors that are standing wide open. So the everybody ten, would think would ten see people sitting inside this chapel would be like, seems like the bride's got a guest out there. Yeah. Like who's she talking <laughs> to? But and that's the beauty, like we were talking about when she was hanging from the ceiling in the house of the blue flower. Right. Uh, <laughs> look, it's a different scene. Nobody else is. Was, is aware of what's going on here. You know, just just, just, just don't worry about that. Don't bring logic into this. Yeah. Because they would totally be like, who the fuck's that dude? But no, that, look, we're, we're in the outside scene now. Don't worry about inside. Um, and he's, you know, immediately talking shit on Tommy, the groom. Oh, he owns a record store. Yeah, I'm going to work there and, you know, not kill people anymore. I'm really excited about it. Uh, huh. This is, uh, this is what you want to do with your life? You know, you're like the most dangerous person on the planet, and you want to work at a used record store in El Paso, Texas? That's uh Yeah, bitch. Don't be so fucking judgmental. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Don't pigeonhole me, bro. Maybe I like simple things, Bill. (laughs) Um, But then Tommy ends up coming out, and as soon as he's, he's walking up, she's like, real quick, call me Arlene. And it's like, hey, this is my dad. Oh, my God, I'm so excited to meet you. And this is where, why is the bride in the dress? Well, she just looks so damn beautiful in it. Couldn't imagine only wearing it once, you know? So we thought we'd get some mileage out of it. Uh, okay. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I don't hate I don't hate the idea, but I don't particularly like it. Yeah, what if you spilled yeah. something on there? It seems right? like it'd be a whole deal. I mean, you want to change out of it before you go to the rehearsal dinner and party and stuff. I would assume. 
I don't uh, think she's going to really be partying. <laughs> well, she's not, but you're still going to go out to dinner and the, I don't, I, other people might be partying. You don't have to be the one drinking to have drinks spilled on you. Touche. So, um, and it's fine. She's like, pretend to be my dad. Although that is creepy because we've obviously have been lovers for years. And if you're old enough to be my dad, that says a lot about issues I might have. So, <laughs> it's uh, the Oklahoma comment. <laughs> and then, um, it's fine. So he goes in, which side's the bride side? This one, you know, it's going to be lonely on the bride side. Well, I wouldn't have it any other way. And he's like being this charming self, even though you can see that he is seething about this, but he's still just charming everybody. And, uh, I do like how they got the, the it's so kind of cringy where the record store owner guy is like, like, Oh, aren't you supposed to, it's bad luck to see the bride in her dress. And he's like, I'd like to live on the. I'd like to live on the dangerous side. Like he says to an international assassin. Yeah, <laughs> you own a record store, bud. I murder people for a living. You don't know anything about the dangerous side. Um, and and so anyway, it's a great ruse, and everybody's totally falling for it. But then she just straight up mouth kiss Bill twice, and I. I guess <laughs> not once, but twice. twice. And it's not like a quick, oh, I love you, dad, kind of a thing. It's it's a it's a kiss. Like it's a we are actually a, a thing type of kiss. And and I, that's weird. And it makes me think of uh Ferris Bueller when he's pretending to be the dad picking Sloan up from school. Oh, and just, yeah. oh yeah. so that's how they do it in their family. <laughs> uh so Yeah, um, there is there is some kisses there that yeah, uh, pretty warrant, weird. Warrant some questions. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like terribly long. It's like there was tongue in it or anything, but it definitely was. Uh, it wasn't like a friendly little "Hey, Dad" peck on the cheek. Anyway, so I just was like, "That's kind." And then he's like, "Let's do one more run through everybody in your places, and we'll get this going." And as they're setting up, this is a fucking great camera shot because. She's going up to the front. You know, everybody's in their place. We're going to do one more run through the rehearsal thing. And the camera slowly backs up and it's even shaking. They're not using a steady cam. They're going like proper guy carrying the camera, really old school technique. And he backs out of the chapel and out into the dirt and he backs right through. And then we see these four people, the four assassins step into view and then they go inside the camera pans like up into the sky and you just get machine gun fire for a very short bit. You hear a dog barking in a church, but like silence other than a dog bark in a church. It's like, yeah, holy shit. Like that whole scene is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, and, Well, the four people that walked up was Vivica Fox and, and Oren from the first one. And, uh, Ellie Driver, who we did see for a bit at the uh, at the hospital, right? And then mm-hmm. um, Michael Madsen, who we got the the one line from at the very end of the movie. He's here, so but yeah. I just was like, put your gunfire, and then just quiet little El Paso town. Just like Jesus Christ. Like for whatever reason, I always get Michael Madsen and and Tom Sizemore like 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 interchangeable to me. Like. I don't- no, why it is? They've seemed I, very similar I can to me. See that, but this is not. I yeah, see this I think not Sizemore. Uh, Sizemore, more successful career. I think he could is a, a little bit more flexible, capable. Uh, Madsen, Madsen's pretty much got jack shit until Tarantino's like, "Hey, I need you to be a one-dimensional tough guy who's a slob." 
Perfect. <laughs> wasn't he in Reservoir yeah, Dogs? He's too? been in all of them. Yeah. Oh, I think right. uh, maybe he wasn't in Pulp Fiction, but yeah, he's like one of the, the Tarantino players for sure. Yeah, he was uh, Mr. Blue. Pink. No, he wasn't. He wasn't no. pink. I think he was. He wasn't pink. Or blonde. He was blonde. Anyway, he's the one who cut the cop's ear off and danced around. Yeah, you're really not yeah. wrong. Like uh, the movies here on are, mo- are more or less pretty forgettable until they get to the Tarantino ones. Yeah, he puts out like ten movies a year, and it's like not. I don't think even Walmart's putting those in the straight to the bargain bin. Even Walmart's like, now nah, we're good. He's like, can't loves. That loves money. Can't even get loves money. You can't find a Michael. Matt. I don't even know how you find the twenty movies. Like, hey, thanks Tarantino. Then a whole bunch of shit that I maybe you have to call him personally and say, "Can I buy a copy of Cobra Gator? <laughs> Cobra Gator off of you, Mike? It's <laughs> <laughs> about damn time. Got a whole case of them sitting here under my coffee table. He's just set up at the friggin' at the at the flea market with all of his <laughs> yeah, movies like, on the table. <laughs> you can't find them fucking anywhere else. Three um, for a dollar. Yeah. So. We're back to color, uh, you know, because the black and white was the flashback, right? So back into color, and yeah, we're at this trailer out in the middle of the desert, it looks like. There's like some kind of, not necessarily mountain, almost foothills of the mountains, I guess. And uh, just a trailer there, and then miles of fucking nothing. And uh, Yeah, it's almost like he's in like this weird like working quarry yeah like, but there's off to the side it's like, where's he even get his power from like yeah, <laughs> they gotta yeah. Make, they're gonna make it build a line for freaking miles out in the middle of nowhere just for his shitty little trailer for what the blender that he uses yeah. once like <laughs> it, it's so weird yeah i kind of thought quarry too but well, the there would player. at least be machinery oh yeah the record player he does listen to some johnny cash but if there's yeah. a quarry there'd be something going on there like he is just i don't know I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just weird because there's like the way that the dirt is around this place is it feels like it's like a nursery or something. Where yeah, they like get... it's almost intentionally piled or something. Yeah, it's it's an odd place, but it is miles from fucking anywhere. That's for sure. And Bill's out there visiting him. And we get you telling me she cut her way through 88 men before she even got to Oren. Well, it wasn't really 88 of them. They just call themselves that. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, I don't know if there's really 88. I love they think that is pretty cool. Uh, that's that's probably, and I don't know this, but I would imagine that was Tarantino shutting up the, well, actually, internet fucking troll people. <laughs> I counted and there was only 77 of them. Called themselves the crazy 70s too. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they were counting Charlie Brown and Lucy and Lily. Then, shut the fuck up. God, get a life. Or touch grass, yeah. I guess, as they say. Anyway, um, all of them fell under her Hanzo sword. She's got a Hanzo sword? Didn't he swear a blood oath not to make any more? It would appear he has broken it. Like, the the two of them just have those ways of delivering lines, and it's very different and unique, and it's just, like, I could listen to these two talk all fucking day. Like, if these two were the old guys that meet at the fucking <laughs> local diner and just sit there for three hours drinking coffee, I would sit at the booth behind them and listen, because goddamn, it's cool. It, yeah, it's cool. And it also, like, because they're supposed to be brothers, so it's, it is a very, like, brotherly, like, conversation, like, kind of. Yeah. And fucking Madsen's, like, sitting on his stoop, 
Like if you call the, the top step leading into his trailer, and he's got this shitty ass cowboy hat on, and just has that permanent squint that Michael Madsen has, and then mouthful of chaw. He's like spitting oh, into yeah. a freaking bean can. <laughs> oh god, it makes me want to barf just yeah, thinking about that. Like, oh. Why are you oh. recycling bean cans like, <laughs> for spitters? For spitters? Like, what is your life? You were an international high where it hides. Do you think he chose this? Assassin. I feel like he, he he would have to like purposely choose this. Oh like, no, who, it sounds who, awesome. Like it's he just I I guess when you're going from the world of high espionage, like what's the absolute polar opposite of that? I'm gonna get as far away from everyone and everything as I possibly fucking yeah. can. I do like how do you as think he's this sitting is there PTSD. <laughs> This is how he's dealing shitty with shitty cowboy hat or whatever spitting into his bean can and, and Bill's like, have you kept up on your sword play? Yeah, because <laughs> he says, this is probably stupid to ask, but I uh, don't suppose you've kept up with your sword play. He's like, nope. Or you said, I, I pawned, pawned it. it. I pawned he goes, it. It's a priceless <laughs> fucking sword. Not in El Paso. It ain't got 250 bucks for it. <laughs> That's a great. And I'm just like, I think you can see the thought entering Bill's mind. Like, I should just shoot you. Right, like I, yeah. my own brother, and I kind of want to shoot you right now. Like if it wasn't his brother, he would just kill him. Absolutely, he yeah. would kill him. <laughs> yeah, you really get that feeling. <laughs> not an El Paso. It needs to be on a shirt. Not an El Paso. He's he just God. He's such a fucking sleazeball. Everything about it. Like if we actually went into his trailer, which we do eventually, it's like how many Totino's pizza roll boxes would be stacked up? Like you can't even take out your own trash. Not not talking down on eating pizza rolls, but that can't be your entire diet. You know, like I mean, agree to disagree. <laughs> this dude looks like he lives on on party pizzas and porn. Like yes. there's just dirty books all over. His yeah, apartment. and and I guess I'm like take out his trash, but to fucking where? It's not like <laughs> the burn barrel. Not, I'm assuming it's not like the city's coming by once a week to collect it. There's no city here to speak of. So where's he taking his fuck? Yeah, I mean, look, I've known I've known some people that really aren't concerned about their cleanliness uh, i got one friend in particular that pretty much it whatever like he can move into a house and the whole house is nice and fancy like good area of manhattan and then his room basically being held up by empty pizza boxes and fucking uh. who knows what like you can just see all sorts of bugs and shit crawling everywhere and do you just want ants because this is how you oh, get yeah, ants no. Lives in no, his own no filth. Bugs. Like even on the bed, like he doesn't even clear like empty takeout boxes like- off the bed before he goes to sleep. Like absolutely disgusting human being, and that's what I think. Bud is still not as sleazy as Buck. Because no. I'm guessing he's not going to fucking pimp out a coma victim, but he is a disgusting, disgusting human being. He's also kind of the only one in the whole situation that's like, well, she, the woman deserves her revenge, and we deserve to die. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which is a great line coming up here in just yeah. a minute. But I also, real quick, have the note, this guy would definitely drink parking garage Pedialyte. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely would. would. So, if you're like, what kind of person would see a random bottle at the bottom of a parking garage and just drink? Bud. <laughs> <laughs> to, name well, a, to name one. Yeah. So, uh you know, you, you need your sword because she's out killing everybody and she's got a Hanzo sword and you you better take this seriously and you better start fearing because she's on her way and she's going to take you out. And I love, I love this line. This was almost the opening line, but I'm a bouncer at a titty club, Bill. If she wants to fight me, she's got to come down there, start trouble, and we'll be in a fight. 
That is great. And I, I kind of wish that he would have just thought, I'm a bouncer at a titty club, Bill, and just stopped there like, do you think I give a fuck if she comes and murders me? All I've got to live for, I'm a bouncer at a titty club, Bill. Like, it, It's like the uh, the interview when Abed Danny Pudi was talking yeah, to Larry King, good. and he's like, what sort of extravagance thing? Do you like airplanes? You know, he's like, Larry, I'm on ducktails. Because <laughs> his his extravagance or his thing, he treats himself with is like new socks. Wait, not not this. This, this. I'm on Ducktales. <laughs> you know, That's, so anyway, I work at a titty club. She's got to start troubling. We'll be in a fight. Um, and that's so. This is where we get the amazing line of that woman deserves her revenge, and we deserve to die. But then again, so does she. I'm like, you immediately ruined it. You had like the coolest fucking line of both movies right there. And then so does she. And then you just took all the fucking mystique and the whole, I've come to terms with my own death because we earned it. Right. Right out, like all the wind out of the But sails. he's not wrong. I mean, she was an assassin too. I mean, she <laughs> deserves that. But yeah, yeah just, but so, she so, deserves to die what? Because so she left, she. She left he, the he assassin with, life and wanted to get married. Yeah, and no, have, I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> No, he's absolutely right. Yeah, he, he kind of ruined it. But then he's just like, well, so I guess we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. And uh, it goes to work. And in all fairness, as we see, he's really the only one that beats her. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. he's, or at least the only one that doesn't lose to her. He's Cor- the only one that's astute to know enough to know that she's around. Correct. And uh, I mean, he's the only one that gets the drop on her. Uh, I mean, yeah, she gets what? into fights and, and she takes damage for sure i mean yeah but he's the only one that 100 percent defeated her yeah was never hurt by her at all as yeah. far as it goes but we'll, we'll talk about that yeah well, we definitely will get there it's a pretty major point um so he goes to work the strip club is just as fucking middle of nowhere as his house is like my oh my it's club. Other side of the quarry the my oh my club um yeah and how the fuck are you expecting to get any business when there's like one road that nobody wants to travel on that goes by your place of business that hey well he's making money somehow because you see all the cash on his fucking desk yeah that's right well it's probably all all the fucking drugs and pimping he's doing but it's it's like it's not like in general the people of whatever the nearest town they're like hey let's go to that strip club and then you're on the road for fucking 30 minutes no i mean (laughs) the little town i grew up in had a little strip club that was not altogether dissimilar to this one kind of out in the middle of nowhere and yeah. so i mean and yeah i've been in a few places kind of like that so it's not outside of the- it's just like because even when he shows up that there, there's nobody there there's the bartender there's one waitress and that is fucking there's not even a dancer going at the moment and they're like you're 20 minutes late he's like yeah there's nobody to bounce i'm not too concerned about being here on time to stand at the door fucking my thumb up my ass there's no point in me fucking being here well larry wants to talk to you and so we go meet the boss larry and uh he's got another i think the dancer who's not on stage is in there fucking blowing rails with larry off his desk and uh he just lays into bud you're fucking late and i don't appreciate it. there's nobody to bounce i can't be a bouncer if there's nobody oh to yeah bounce. sid Haig was also the bartender just to point that out old captain spalding his oh yeah yeah that's right that from the uh, all the Rob Zombie movies, yeah, right? House of a Thousand Corpses, and and uh, I like Larry's response to to Bud here is so you're saying the reason that you're not doing the job I pay you to do 
It's because there's no job for you to do. I mean, there's just, there's nobody here. Okay, okay, okay. So you're as useless as an asshole right here and points to his elbow. <laughs> I love that line. I love that yeah. line. So you know what? You spent so much time convincing me you don't need to be here. I think you just fucking convinced me. And he's like, do you work tomorrow? Uh, yeah. No, tomorrow's Wednesday. You don't even know what fucking days you work and you don't work. What about the next day? Yeah, not anymore. And he just starts crossing his name off of the calendar and just like, you don't, you have no fucking, you, you're, and I'll home until I call you. Until I fucking call you. An, an asshole on my elbow would be pretty fucking sweet. It would be so much easier to keep clean. I can see my elbow. Um, well, you could actually... washing that shit in the sink. I would say you could actually soap in water instead <laughs> yeah. of just... Because think about it. And th- this is, I don't know, probably from the internet somewhere. But if you got poop anywhere else on your body, would you be happy just wiping at it with paper until you couldn't see it anymore? Or would you want to actually soap it? Yeah, no, I'd full-on shower if I get poop on anywhere but my butt's hole. Yeah, so that, isn't that weird? It was like, yep, I wiped out it with some paper. We're good. That's probably why it's, that, this is probably why it's the opposite end of my face. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like it's, God's like, I'm going to put that well, down Well, yours is, but how much we talk about eating ass? Be like, wait a minute. Did you, <laughs> did you point, just paper this? Or, uh... <laughs> <laughs> just yesterday, I was drinking down at the bar. We you know, were having a drink, and this guy, one guy, he's like, well, you are what you eat. And I said, and I am an ass. And everybody just stared at me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was usually my response when people call me a pussy at work or something. I'm like, yeah, well, I know what you eat, bud. And that's why you're balls. <laughs> 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 anyway uh so yeah he just fucking ri- and he he also makes fun of his hat i fucking hate that hat that stupid fucking hat and quentin wrote this in because madsen apparently just showed up to film one day with this hat and tarantino <laughs> hated it and they've known each other so long madsen's like yeah fuck you i'm keeping the hat so he like did a quick script rewrite so that the boss had to fucking lay into him about the hat. He just had to stand there sheepishly in the doorway and take it. <laughs> and then take the hat off. He let the That's s- fucking funny. Yeah. That shit was funny. That's awesome. Um, take off that hat. And your shoes. And your pa- No. Uh, so then after he you know says you're basically off work for the next fucking three weeks, real quick, go see Rocket. She's got work for you. Which is weird. This this almost seems like. Uh, did you ever play Leisure Leisure Suit Larry? <laughs> when you yeah. get those random side quests, you got to talk. This just it's so weird. Like I hate you, and I'm gonna I damn near want to fire you. Basically, giving you three weeks off without pay. But real quick, go talk to one of the dances out there because I got work for you. Like what? Yeah, it's like it he's, he's seems weird. It's, it's it's almost like he just canceled his future days, but he still has to work that day. Like you still got to be yeah. here for this day. But like, you know what? I got three weeks off. I'm gonna go ahead and start that early. It's pretty odd. Um, yeah, it sucks. The whole... Yeah. And so when he goes out there to uh, talk to Rocket... Oh, I, I do have a note. Uh, he stands there and takes it. And I'm wondering if Bud ever thought about... I might be out of shape, but I am still a highly trained fucking assassin. Like, do you know how quickly that's I could just I, murder the both of you and not have to take this... Shit that's anymore? why I think he chose this life. That's why I think he chose to be out in the middle. Almost of like he's giving he himself like, like a penance for. The, yeah, his, I feel like there's something going yeah, on. I think which, it definitely is a penance. Like he knows they fucked up at the two pines, and is like, I just need. Yeah, I think it's a. I need to get the fucking far as far away from this whole world as possible. But still, I don't need some guy all hopped up on coke telling me I'm a piece of shit and especially my hat. <laughs> talking shit on my hat that's it like 
I could fucking kill you with your pen. Or yeah, I mean, just I'll bet the thoughts going through Bud's head as his boss is laying into him. Like, I just like I, the idea that Michael Batson the whole time is just wearing this, the whole reason why this hat is in the movie is because he stopped by a gas station in El Paso while they were filming <laughs> and picked up a freaking hat. I think I like it, Quentin. Who's the hat? I don't think I will. Well, and I like the fact that it's a white hat because we're always talking about white hats in Texas. Are you gonna fire yeah. me? I got That's Cobra right. Gator money. <laughs> I'm going to be a little late to filming. I'm making three movies this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so he goes and talks to Rocket, whose job she has for him is one of the toilets is clogged and there's shit water all over the floor. Okay, I'll get on it. Do you think he actually did it? Because I would say, oh, uh, I just got told I have to go home until Larry calls me. Until he calls me. So uh, I guess somebody else needs to clean the shit off the floor. Not my problem. I think we also need to take a second to kind of just recognize how hot rocket the stripper was like this is a day shift tuesday strip club and she's got some quality freaking ladies working in there i think she's very attractive (laughs) hoping that'll be enough to get those you know people from the next town over yeah on a tuesday tuesday a work day (laughs) during the middle of the day um so you think he 100 percent went and cleaned the shit oh i think he did i don't think he hesitated either he's just like okay and then turn around and so if it's rocket has a job for him does that mean she paid him like Here's twenty bucks. Go mop up some shit, or I, no? She's she probably just like, hey, didn't. yeah, there's he shit just, on the floor. That's why he's mad that he's late because he there's shit water all over the floor. <laughs> she probably shat on the floor just for shits and gigs. <laughs> she, well, it's just shit water, so I'm gonna assume the shit is in the toilet, plugged yeah, up, it's, it, it's, and then it runs out. If over. you don't get to it soon enough, you're gonna have a Golgothan issue, like in Dogma. <laughs> yeah. So you want to make sure you get that cleaned up real quick. Um, <laughs> Will some height show up <laughs> if I let this brew? That's true. <laughs> put it, somebody put on the Jackson Five song. And let's see if if she comes out and starts dancing. Um, yeah, I absolutely would say, "Oh no, I'm not working until Larry calls me." So my bad. Yeah, I would have bounced. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's, sorry, he's, I'm not allowed yeah. to work because he's a bouncer. Got it. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have stopped. Absolutely for that. not. Uh, he gets home and he goes to light up the smoke, and I like you can tell he's like almost got flamed a cigarette, and he just stops and kind of his eyes shift a bit and it's like, yep, he's still got the senses. He might, he might be out of shape, but he's still got the thingy. His thingy's going off. Yeah. Peter Tingle. His, yeah. spidey, his spidey sense. For sure. He's like, or he's probably, you know, I, I would imagine Uma has showered since her last, I don't know where this is chronologically because who the fuck ever knows. Yeah. I was going to think like shampoo or soap or something. Yeah. You know, uh, I doctored up her wounds from getting sliced open when sword fighting Oren or whatever. So I mean, she technically in the movie, she killed Oren before she killed, uh, Vivica Fox. Got, so yeah, right. she had healed. So, so this is section. just, this is just after Vivica Fox or whatever. But the point like either way, I'm sure he's like, well, that doesn't smell like rotten Totino's. <laughs> somebody else is here that doesn't smell like a two-year-old hot pocket yeah was was that a actual scent is that <laughs> something smells almost clean is that what the fuck is that? <laughs> that don't belong here yeah that is <laughs> that not a vile smell yeah so anyway goes inside he knows he's like okay she's right around here somewhere and so he plays it cool and we don't follow him. We stay outside, and we just hear like him tinking around, messing with stuff inside of his trailer. Puts on some Johnny Cash, sits there. You know, uh, at one point, she so the camera just pans down, and she's underneath his trailer, and she crawls out. 
draws her sword and like peeks in. He's just sitting there. She's like looking at the door. She just see like his boots going back and forth yep. on like a rocking chair rock while Johnny chair. Cash is playing. And uh, and some dogs bark. Is that yeah? There's some dogs bark, and so she has to hide. And he like gets the record up and scratches like, and he looks out the window. <laughs> Sits back down, starts the record again. So then she's like, all right, I'm going to go for it. And this should be the easiest kill. He's old. He's drunk. He's out of shape. Basically a podcast host. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speak for your fucking self. Uh, The Uh, truth hurts. (laughs) (laughs) You fuckers. And uh, What's what's after denial? You just, she just has at least just hasn't got there yet. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the acceptance stage. So I hate, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like this fucking old guy living in a trailer, you know, like just running and just run him through. It'll be fucking quick and easy in and out. As soon as she rips open the door, blammo. And she just goes flying yes. out onto the dirt. And I was like, I remember first time I'm seeing this, like, for her. <laughs> Until you find out what was yeah. loaded, and you're just like, she just basically point blank shotgun to the fucking chest. I guess the movie's over. Yeah, like <laughs> I know she. I mean, I know she's Tarantino likes to jump around, but I would have saved this till the end. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess she survived a bullet straight to the head and stuff, but I, this seems buckshot to the tits is hard to walk away from. I'm like, I've never felt more seen in my life. Yeah. Lately. Oh. So, oh, it was brutal. Yeah, he comes out. And he's like, "Yep, something about rock salt to the yep. tits." Yep, two double two barrels of you know, twelve gauge rock yeah. salt to the tits, or something like that. A double shot of yeah. rock salt and to the tits. He gave her both barrels. Buried in your chest. A bit oh. of creep when he's like, "I don't have tits as big and supple as yours are, but <laughs> I got to imagine that hurts." It's like. Did you need to do that? Did like, you need that disclaimer in there? <laughs> yeah. Did you need the disclaimers? Just say. Yeah. Yes. I've he never did. been you've, shot you've with rock salt, him. but I imagine that sucks. Do we need to specifically go off about tits? I mean, yes, it doesn't does. hurt. <laughs> I mean, if I kicked you in the knee and I'm like, you know, I kicked you in the knee, or if I kicked you in the balls, you'd be like, you kick me in the balls, right? I mean, I got to imagine right. tits are. Well, you know, I'm saying, but he, he could have just said, I try, but he, he I don't have mm-hmm. tits as big and supple as your tits, but. With pretty say, pink little areola. Yeah, yeah, like the way he just gets all it like describing her tits. It's like, ugh. But he is Made a massive a little uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just say, I've never been shot with rock salt, but I imagine that hurts like hell. Boom. Say, you know, big got your tits. point still supple across. But, oh, big and supple tits. You know, <laughs> it seemed natural to me. I don't know. Get, get what your, your hand out. Of your, get your hand out of your pants, Michael Madsen. <laughs> But yeah, ain't and no, Anthony ain't nobody a badass with a double dose of rock salt in her tits. <laughs> Just it like makes, every I mean, it's time good. you say it, it hurts a little bit more. So. <laughs> rock salt in the tits. Oh, uh, stop! So then she spits blood in his face, and he spits chew into hers. Yeah, he won that oh, battle, little battle. He's That's, like, I win. I'm yeah. like, you fuck. Fun, fun little thing here. Tarantino insisted on being the one to spit in Uma Thurman's face. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, fucking weirdo. Fucker. Yeah. If I was Michael Madsen, I'd be like, no, bro. I get to do it. Take off the hat and you can do it. Uh, all right. How you about do it. nobody does it? And <laughs> out of the, off the screen, we use like a Yeah, bowl you can't and, like, like throw have a little the- syringe and just go 
or whatever because it's completely all off screen. We just yeah. see her face and then it splashes on her face. You know, spit. so like you could have done it any other way, but no, Tarantino actually spit <laughs> this <laughs> brown so looking water. Yeah. Oh, completely. I could think of a slightly more unnecessary way that I would prefer to do it, but you know, whatever. That doesn't look like spit at all. Yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> What's going on with the prop to prom? That doesn't look like tobacco chew at all. In fact, it looks like, oh, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. That's disgusting. You're fired for the seventh time today. We thought we Supple kicked you off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all you hear in the background is tits and you get double flicks off as he's walking off set. Yeah. Gave her both barrels again. <laughs> Jesus. So then he knocks her out, goes and gets some booze, starts drinking, calls L. Yeah, and kicks her over and gives her a syringe to the ass, and then yeah. she's out. Like, you could have given that syringe anywhere, but no, he had to go for the ass. Um, well, that's the best place for an intramuscular shot, though. Yeah. Yes, I mean, the doctor has a common it. place for the for the shots. You are, you are, you are right. You are right. Um, so... Like he he calls L and he even starts with because we only get his side of the conversation for for a bit and then it starts you know cutting to uh, Daryl Hannah and him but it's, wrong brother yeah I got her she's knocked out also got this new Hanzo sword so this is where it starts going back she's like oh my gosh that's nice how much well you know it's priceless and all so it's kind of hard to say but uh, why don't you bring a hundred million dollars in folding cash and that was uh, just million. Oh yeah, well yeah, one yeah, mil, million, one million yeah. in, in folding cash tomorrow morning, and you got yourself a sword. She's like, okay, well, I'll see you tomorrow, millionaire. And uh, a, a deal as long as she suffers to her last breath. Oh well, yeah, that's just per- a bitter little bitch that she's sitting in number two slot. Yeah, and, and I don't remember his response was basically, wait, yeah, that that's the plan. Yeah, like, that that was that was what I was gonna do anyway. Which I don't know why. He, of all the people that you think would just be like, all right, put her out, it'd be him. He's the one that's like, well, she deserves it, but I got her, so I'm going to kill her. I, it's not like he he doesn't seem to be holding any particular grudge against her or be mad at her, so why no. would he want her to necessarily suffer? Yeah. And if I were him, I'd just be like, all right, that, that wouldn't have been rock salt. She would have got two barrels of freaking buckshot, and then you know I'd sleep knowing that I wasn't getting murdered by her. Right, and then be like, well, I'm going to go drink and listen to Johnny Cash now. Yeah. <laughs> Problem over. Yeah. Problem solved. I'm a bit of a problem solver myself. Yeah. Um, I do like the the background music has a, a little hint of the the that bang bang. Just just little little callbacks in here. That just sounded like Jethro told me. Sitting on a park bench. <laughs> Speaking of flutes. So um now a guy a guy like Bud, who we have discussed, is a disgusting human being. Now has an unconscious woman at his trailer in the middle of nowhere. I wouldn't trust him. Mm-mm. And Tarantino ain't about ain't above putting some sleazy, disturbing shit in his movies. But Bud's a trustworthy guy. He does yeah. not does not diddle her, at least not that we have any hint of. He just, you know, starts digging her a grave. Or has his little Actually, buddy do he, it. He has his little little his little, literal buddy, do little buddy. And so I like. You know what? The guy actually looks like what I think his personality is. Like if you had a physical the, manifestation, the, the little of, creeper guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, if yeah. Have, he 
looks, I mean, Bud's looks, a dirty pervert he, and a killer he looks like and whatnot. Bud's but little, he looks like Bud's personality. He's filthy, but he's no he's no rapist. And also, even if he was, he probably would be like, listen, if Bill caught wind that I had been fooling around with his, you right. know, then I would be on no, the receiving I think she's saying that the, 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 the little gravedigger oh, guy, that that guy looks the, like the weasel that yeah. he seems like this character. Because who else? It, well, he just, hey, bud, I know it's the middle of the night, but I got this unconscious woman. You want to bury someone alive? Yeah, let me go dig the grave for you. Like, this is a weaselly guy that's going to take a call in the middle of the night because he ain't part of the gang. He's got no emotional involvement here. He's got no ties to this. But he's like, yeah, let me come dig a grave and drink beer and talk about pussy. God, that just God, sounds like a shit. really good friend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, I got this body I got to get rid of. I'm, I say no more, friend. I'll, I'll start digging. I mean, that's just, you know, they have an understanding. They have a friendship that can't be broken. <laughs> you got a real positive really- outlook on this. <laughs> Anthony, is, if anything, is a positive dude. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you guys call me in the middle of the night. You're like, listen, Anthony, can you start digging a grave for me? Like, all right, no problem. I got a spot. See? Ain't gonna ask no questions. I'm gonna dig a hole. We're gonna bury it. You better bring beer. That's yeah, all you, you, you bring the beer. Uh, Tostita rolls. Yes, <laughs> bring some of them good pizzas. You know the ones I like. The combos with the ham and the pepperonis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the three meat rolls. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. If they don't have those. You're digging your hole alone. That's right. Um, but she wakes up during this. I do like as the guys dig in the grave because he sees her waking up. We get wakey wakey eggs and bakey. <laughs> and she's like in the bed of the truck and he what, just pulls her out like she just falls to the ground and it looks so fucking painful. But the guy's digging and they just they dug the coffin up, which why are you still digging? The coffin's laying to the side. That's deep enough. Ah, because, you know, well, if I was him, I would have put back. the body under the coffin and then put the coffin on top yeah. of it. And then that's what <laughs> I would have done. Yeah, but they don't. Uh, and they don't even reuse the coffin. But. It is funny that the coffin is open and the skeleton's just kind of half hanging out or almost like sitting up, like propped up. <laughs> what and the like, they do that for? Like the skeleton, the skeleton is going, hey. It's doing the Burt Reynolds. Yeah, just- a little bit of a Burt Reynolds pose. Just, what's going on, guys? Uh, I'm, I'm a skeleton. You like my outfit? Yeah. Well, I'd probably check to see if it had any jewelry or anything on it, you know. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you can't pass up. If you're going to grave yeah, robbing while you're doing it. Grave rob, do it right. So I, but I don't understand why they opened the casket. It probably cracked open, to be honest. Yeah, but it's, it's so open old. and the skeleton is propped up. So I mean, like, what the fuck? It, listen, if we're out there drinking, we got a body, and we're <laughs> we're probably gonna do a little corpse puppetry. Like, look at him, pose him like this. <laughs> look at him. He's picking his nose. He's picking his nose. Like you know. <laughs> Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> Again, Anthony is always going to make the best out of any situation. I I mean, so little, anyway, the levity isn't going to hurt they, any situation. They, I, I guess they, <laughs> they're already they, dead. They, they stopped doing ventriloquism with this fucking corpse <laughs> and finished. But if you got the, the coffin out, then you've got the deep hole. But the guy's still... Anyway, there's a little bit of weird stuff. So he the guy's digging. He's there talking to, uh, to Uma and... Uh, it's like, what's it? The other guy said, he climbs out of the hole, opens a beer, and is like, I've seen better blonde pussy, but she ain't bad or something. Like, she's pretty hot, but I've seen better pussy. Like, no, you have not. You, no, you've no, never seen pussy you in your not. life. You definitely have not. That you have not paid for. Oh, he's been down, <laughs> he's been down at the old freaking Mio Mai. He's seen Rockage and some fine piece of That's what I'm saying. Paid for. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, anything um, that you haven't paid for. He didn't for. preface it with free or paid for. <laughs> 
And then he has another thing here where she doesn't say anything. Oh, women call this the silent treatment, and we pretend like we don't like it. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. This dude really feel. I feel like this dude is uh, speaking from experience that he doesn't have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, God. He sucks. How, how does Bud find someone sleazier than him? But Again, just, I think this is just his personality. <laughs> amplified into a person i mean if you if you you make friends where you work right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the one patron at the Mio my club uh so they they bury her alive is what they're going for here and we actually get the literal nails in the coffin you have to see them hammer them in yeah. and you know they he draws it out and it, every one of them you're just like oh fuck and before they put her in there there was like a moment where she's like trying to fight or whatever and he pulls out mace he's like listen Oh yeah, I was gonna give you this. He has a flashlight in one hand, but if you're gonna act like this, then I'm gonna spray you. You're you gonna know, I'm gonna empty act. this can of mace into your face and then throw you in there in the dark. You know, eyes burning or whatever. So she's like, "So what are you're we gonna, gonna do? Act it's like a, a horse's ass." Yeah, but I'm gonna empty this and whole she, thing. And she nods over at the flashlight, and he's like, "Good choice." So yeah, they throw her in this pine box, brand new pine box, and how, uh, how considerate? Yeah, and hammer it shut, and then and it goes dark and. We are inside this with her, and you, all you get is the sound of it being drugged and the sound of it falling down into the hole, and it's like, Mm-mm. oh, Mm-mm. so unsettling, so <laughs> fucking unsettling. The dirt mm-hmm. falling on top of yeah, it. Yeah, you get to hear the dirt being thrown down, and it's just pitch black and sounds, and it's like, holy fuck, how effective is this? I'm, claustroph- I'm claustrophobic. Anthony has experienced what it's like to be with me in an elevator. I can't, I can't, like this entire scene, yeah, I knew it was coming, and it. I've... I literally fast forward. Oh, Aerosmith's saying about it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, so, yeah, it's it's fucking amazingly effective filmmaking how he does. So she does finally turn the flashlight. And then I like now we do have light, but the only light is just her with this flashlight. So that would almost like make it worse to me. Like, yeah, like, I'm just gonna close my eyes and pretend like I'm not so trapped he, in this thing. You know, we're not thing. lighting this scene at all. Like it is just whatever the flashlight is showing us. It's like, God damn, it's, it's, it's effective. Obviously this is a set cause one half of this coffin has to be missing so we can get the camera there and do shit. But like, it's, it's impressive. It, you feel every bit of claustrophobia and, stress it, and it, oh it shit it does what it's meant to do yeah um and she's crying and struggling and and you know your your immediate freak out that you would obviously have and uh the whole run of emotions and just this whole fucking scene is fantastic just good old top-notch filmmaking here qt well done and we cut to chapter eight we went from six to eight <laughs> <laughs> right there wasn't a seven Nick, anywhere I don't, in not that i remember but I, don't, I wasn't i guess i wasn't paying that close attention to the yeah. chapters chapter eight is the cruel tutelage of pi may i love this entire this whole bit chapter. yeah yeah uh so which this is the pi may is back from the first movie yes pi may was uh the the leader of the 88s the bald guy yeah who was the head of the 88s at least same actor, just not supposed to be the same character, right? Um, so Bill's they're sitting around a campfire, just Bill and Uma, and he's playing that goddamn didgeridoo flute and uh, <laughs> Tell telling the story. the story of Pi Mays. Walking along a road, and he comes along a monk, and he gives the slightest, almost imperceptible nod, but the monk doesn't nod back. Was this intended disrespect? 
and he like stops his own story to keep playing the flute and she's kind of laughing she's into it she's like full on under his creepy spell well it's and, the old way of telling Chinese story or Japanese proverb is how exactly how Bill's telling the story with a didgeridoo flute well I mean not a didgeridoo flute but yeah there is usually a flute in between the scenes to kind of break up the drama it's a traditional way to tell a story. Yeah, I mean that's what we do with movies and stuff. You have right. like music breaks and as you change scenes. I, never mind. I'm saying it's a it's a modern version of that. Like you have ways to break up the the the, the scenes or different to build, parts of the story to build the drama or relax you or whatever. So nobody knows why Pai Mei went to the Shaolin Temple. He was inconsolable. He massacred the temple and the sixty monks inside. And thus began the legend of Pai Mei. Yeah, because he went to like demand an apology or something from them, and they, they didn't. They're like, what the fuck are you even talking about? So he just killed everybody. Yeah. And then also he brings up his five-point punch exploding heart technique. And what is the five-point punch exploding heart technique? Well, the five-point punch exploding heart technique is... Like, Jesus Christ, can we stop saying it over and over uh, you hit five, five hits on different pressure points, and then as soon as the victim takes five steps, their heart explodes in their chest and they die. Cool. <laughs> like, I'm surprised that like there isn't like a burger place that doesn't have like one of those just bacon, egg, all kinds of like crap piled on it that would kill kill your heart, and it's the five point punch burger. I'm sure there was something like that when this came out. Maybe I would if I had if Fucking I had a Burger like King yeah. should have done something like a little tie-in, you know. Um, and yeah, there's this is a version of it. A lot of different kung fu movies have like you hit them a certain way and their heart explodes, or they're like do pressure points and it does whatever. The bushy finger hole, finger hold. That's from Kung Fu Panda. Yes, the finger hold, hold not the hole. Not hold, not finger yeah, hole. I mean, um, like, it didn't come out right. There's, a, there's, there's but, also the whooshy finger hole, but that's a move you use in a different situation. Yeah, um, <laughs> but this is this is the only one where it waits. You're you're totally fine until you take five steps. So it's just like, I guess I'm wheelchair bound now. Like I'm I'm <laughs> I ain't stepping no more. Yeah, my dancing days are over. Just cruising around a wheelchair as long as I only two step. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's just it seems kind of weird, but whatever. It's a it's a fantastical kind of movie, so we're just going with it. And uh, at least wheelchair me to the doctor, so I can they can take a look, see see what's going on. In yeah, there, maybe. can you like do something? But can you unpressure these points or something? Or how does this unbreak my heart? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! I had no idea that Tony Braxton had fallen victim to the five-point punch exploding heart technique. I guess you never listened to the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so he's going to take her to Pai Mei. I'm sorry, all I can see is Tony in the background. Say you love me again. <laughs> Undo this hurt cause when you hit me five times all around on my chest. Oh my God. Um. So yeah, he's taking her to Pai Mei. You just do whatever 
do whatever he says. If you so much as give him a defiant eye, he's going to pluck it out. Don't give him any American sass or he will snap your back and neck like twigs. And that and this, will this be... This is a little foreshadowing here for you Yes, y'all. it is a little foreshadowing. But I love the way he finishes this. Like, he will... He'll he'll break you like twigs and he will kill you. And he just goes, and that will be the story of you. And just goes right back to his flute. Because <laughs> it's the story of Pai Mei, you know, so it'll be the story of you. And I, what a fucking a way to say, like, and, and then you'll be dead. But like, just, <laughs> That's what I should start. Just anything like that. Like, hey, don't touch that wire and that wire, or that will be the story of, of you. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! It's such a poetic way of saying you will fucking die. I love, I, I love it. I love it. But Talk back the, to me one more time, and that will be the story. Line. It's also the the, yeah. the David Carradine fucking delivery. Like he's so else could fucking right good way. in this movie, and I don't know that I've ever really been a big Carradine fan. I've seen him in stuff, and it's, it's fine. But goddamn, he brings it in this movie. It could be that the, I think I'm still holding true to the fact that this role was written with him in mind. Yeah, I mean, like, he I don't is, believe he is this really Warren good Beatty movie, shit. Yeah. Like, I, God, he's so fucking good in this. So then we cut to him walking down this giant stone staircase, you know, like every stereotypical kung fu master lives at the top of. And I love that he's just beat up. We don't get to see the fight. We don't get to see him talking to Pai Mei. He just comes down with like a swollen eye and a little bit of blood on his <laughs> lip. And he's like, okay, he's going to train you. <laughs> like he ain't even talking about it. Like, yeah. I think she asked, but he's like, yeah, yeah he's going to like, What happened to you? He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Man, even seeing those stairs makes my legs quick. You're going to have fun carrying water up and down that shit. Anyway, have fun. Yeah. And I do like it. That's why he says uh, he hates Caucasians, despises Americans, and has nothing but contempt for women. Anyway, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. And, and she's like, so why is he going to train me? Well, you know, he's old as shit. Even old people get lonely. He understands the importance of company. Just, you know. Don't piss him off. No American sass. Yeah. And try to pretend to not be as woman as possible. Yeah. Don't be a white American woman. Oh. Oops. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, have, uh, there's a cool shot. As he's saying this to her, we are basically sitting in the driver's seat. And we have we the see, back seat behind the driver. Yeah. We see Bill's face in the side view mirror and Uma standing above it. So you can see them having the conversation. It's just such a cool fucking way yeah. to put without having to do that cut back and forth between their faces thing. I mean, I, that's no, it is awesome because like you can see real time her face changes. He's talking and stuff like yeah. that. Like it's a good it's a good I, shot. It's, it's a cool little camera trick. I just love when you see something. Like, Man, way to go. There is an art to making movies. Yeah. Huh. Turn <laughs> Turns out when Tarantino isn't just trying to fit as many N-words into a movie as possible, he can make pretty, pretty decent <laughs> little movies. That or feet. Yeah, N-words and feet, and that's it. Uh, so she starts starts climbing up the stairs, and then we immediately, you know, like how we smashed into black and white during the 88's fight last movie. Now we just smash it, and the, the film even gets grainy, and the soundtrack changes, and you are watching a low-budget kung fu movie yeah. from the yeah. 70s. It's fucking fantastic it's so good um and it's all the best parts of those movies it's not like it's almost like an emphasis for like the like i mean it's not like there aren't a lot of good parts but yeah like it it, he changes the way that it looks every time you like reach a new like like because it's it's just this is what this homage is this is what this homage and he's paying homage to like the ageless you know immortal old kung fu master type of movies and so that's, I mean, even in the first one, every kind of scene 
changed feel or he would use different lighting or, you know, it, it's just Tarantino being awesome. So, uh, and she gets to Pai Mei and he immediately hates her Mandarin and, uh, I don't, I say this might explain why she was so, oh yeah, this is why she was so proper with her Japanese because she's tried to speak Mandarin and he's talking shit on how bad she is at it. So that's, I'm like, maybe that's why when she went to see Hanzo, she was like being super proper with her Japanese because she's like, I don't want to get fucking pie made all over again because of my pronunciation sucks. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, as we said, this is the same guy from who played the boss of the idiots in the last movie. And uh, QT wanted him to speak his lines in Chinese and then he himself was going to overdub them, so it looked like those really bad overdubs that those old movies have. And I'm really glad he didn't try to do that. <laughs> like, I get that that's the, the style you're going for here, but we we don't need that. I just was, like, intentionally doing the... Oh, so, so kind of, like, yeah, r- racist Chinese shit. We don't need that here. So this it's, guy, odd, it's odd of Tarantino to pass up an opportunity. For yes, this. it is. It is. Somebody talked sense into him and, and uh, the guy actually gets to give his own lines. Whew. So he quizzing her. What do you know? What can you speak? What skills do you have? And she keeps talking about, I can speak a bit of Japanese. Like Pfft. I'm good with the samurai. Anytime she brings up anything involving Japan, he's like, Pfft. I make fart noises with my mouth. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't give two shits about Japan. Fuck Japan. It's like, yeah, he is from the that era when, you know, there was there was a bit of a kerfluffle between <laughs> Japan and China. So probably has a bit of a grudge against Japan and anything related to Japan. Uh, I just like he audibly scoffs every time she says anything about it. Um so, you know, hey, I got this nice little sword rack over here. Go grab a sword. If you land even a single blow. I will call you master. And uh, so we got a little spar scene and she's trying to even get anywhere near him. And the wire, I mean, it's old school wire work where he like jumps up and lands on her sword sword. at one point. And it's like the ridiculous old wire stunts. Uh, It's fucking cool. Yeah. And uh, so then we move to a fist fight and he beats her and. What she like at one point picks up a rock and she's like trying to brain him with this <laughs> fucking rock and he <laughs> kicks her ass and gets rid of that. It's like just like just like Yankee women, all you can do is order in restaurants and spend a man's money. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much sums it up. Jesus, that's all we do. Fuck, that's all, that's you all don't need to go all the way to China for that. Do. I could have told you that here. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's a good thing we have the camera turned off. I imagine <laughs> at least face if out. looks could kill, we would both be dead. Mm. Well, I didn't even say it, at least. So stop looking. I can feel it. Yeah, quit quit <laughs> looking at me like that. Like. Um, She's giving us a silent treatment. We got to pretend like we don't like it. Oh Jesus! <laughs> wow, just, you I just doubled down just... on it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Don't say us too. Don't include me in this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking. You know what? I don't need to be here. <laughs> uh, so then he says, I claim your arm. This is mine now. You see this? Mine now. Um, and since <laughs> I it's, keep it now. <laughs> yeah. Since it's mine, I want it strong. Not this little bitch arm that you got. So I, we just go up to this plank of wood. He's got got a, got a plank of wood between 
I don't know, like a brace. Yeah, it's like thing built. Kung Fu and breaking he, board. So he's working on his three-inch punch. And, uh, you know, it's where you put your fingers up against it. And instead of just going straight into the punch, like Bruce Lee's one-inch punch, you pull back a little bit. But within three three inches is all you get to work with. And he punches through the board. A hole. It doesn't break the board. He gets a hole straight through yeah. it because he fucking... A hole puncher. He is a hole puncher. <laughs> and uh, he's, a, he's a wood puncher. He's one with the wood. He is... See this? That's a glory hole now. <laughs> I, I'm pretty good I'm, at this. I'm, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. Every time he goes into a truck stop, just, glory hole. <laughs> glory hole. Um, this is this is the origin of the glory every hole. Every time she tries to sit down to poop, it just fits through there and then <laughs> penis slow. <laughs> I was just looking for a little bit of a breeze. Yeah. Um. So she has to start practicing this punch over and over, just like Van Damme with the tree, where it's like, do you even want to do this? Do you want to do this? Are you wasting my time and yours? You know, it's like, oh, it fucking hurts. Oh, does it hurt? Do you, you know, he's belittling and um, just punch through the fucking wood. Just all you got to do is punch through the wood. What? Just punch, 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 And so a little <laughs> montage, she's, you know, got the the log on over her shoulders with a bucket of water on each side she has to so the, the well is down at the bottom of this mountain and she has to carry it up the stairs practicing her forms of course you know repeatedly punching this plank of wood uh there's a dinner where she can hardly even use the chopsticks because her fucking hands are beat to shit and shaking and so she sets him down and tries to eat with her fingers and he fucking throws her fucking bowl of rice you want to eat like a dog they get on the floor like a fucking dog <laughs> Life is just grand. Yeah. Um, but then he does like slide his bull over. And then he and gets he's her like, and he's like, so fucking try it again. And she picks up her chopsticks and it's it's not pretty, but she does, it. you know, make it work. She's able to get food to her mouth. And he, every time he approves, he just like flicks his long, he's super long white beard. white beard, just like flicks yeah, a little bit. Yeah, instead of nodding his head, he <laughs> just yeah, flicks yeah. his beard. Always flicking the beard. Um, <laughs> flicking the beard. <laughs> God damn it. Didn't even realize what I said. All right. So uh, back to the grave. She shuffles off her boots because there's a belt. It was like a he used his belt to tie her ankles together. Like bind her yeah, at the ankles right. and her hands are tied together, but he used his belt at her feet. So she gets her boots off and then is able to like shimmy the belt or feet out of the belt and then works one of the boots up and has a razor. Just like in Leroy Brown. Right. Got a razor blade in, in her shoe. Yep. And so uh, cuts her hands free, and then she's like, okay, pie May, and just starts punching, and the music swells in here, and it's like, holy shit, she's not going to die. Like, the, 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 the fucking feeling of optimism and triumph, and like, yeah, it's... Which is still like, even if you punch through that, you still got at least six foot of dirt over your head that's going to start pouring through you, but they kind of yeah. get through that, too, so... So she, she does... Um, Eventually punch through and like tears some of the wood open. You start seeing blood smeared on the coffin top yeah, as her. She's busting her knuckles is, yeah. open and uh and so yeah, she's utilizing the dirt displacement as it falls into the now open pine box. And so she's like climbing up it as it falls down into yeah. the into the coffin. So I'm not sure if that was how that would work. No, but it works not, in the movies. Not so. at all. But, but it's, it's, it's yeah. we just came out of a ancient kung fu throwback where you can stand on a sword so you know we're just going we're still in that world because we're still in chapter eight 
So we're still there. And it's really kind of cool shot of, of he, her climbing up the dirt. Climbing through the dirt. It's like but a, also creepy as fuck because all I can think of is bugs and I'm like, ugh. It almost kind of reminds me of like a an ant farm type shot where yeah, like you kinda. see like the side of the dirt and her moving her way up through it. Yeah. Um, and so then, you know, she she gets up and this, I don't know how many times I'm going to say this, but it's one of my favorite parts of both of these where this fucking dude is at this diner <laughs> that just like the strip club and just like Bud's trailer is absolutely in the middle of nowhere there's not any other sign of civilization except for the at, cemetery across the street far, yeah <laughs> and she comes walking up and you can just see the dust, dust cloud, cloud. Kind of like she's fucking pig pen from charlie yeah. brown just dust <laughs> fucking flying off her she just walks in and sits down and she's like trumpling along like yeah. she, <laughs> it's the walk too that's just wow. may i have a glass of water please yeah because she doesn't have any shoes on she's yeah. barefoot because her boots are in thing she left her boots. Out, she just walks in and sits down it's like May I please have a glass of water? <laughs> and then it just cuts to chapter nine. And I'm like, good. It's such, It's like such a perfect joke end on, on a button. Like, he doesn't draw it out. We don't have to see the guy, like, with his dumbfounded face or, yeah. you know, or anything. It just she asked that and we move on. It's like fucking perfect joke. May I have a glass of water, please? So chapter nine, Ellie and I. So, or L, I guess. Is, is it L? L, no, L, L, not Ellie. But it's so L. She, L gets L. up to Bud's trailer. Of course, he's waiting shirtless, like, gonna show the goods. Just all <laughs> fucking big old swollen up Michael Madsen letting it all hang out there. I'm in no, I'm in no place to judge him. <laughs> <laughs> just, just studding it out. Um, so she, while L pulls up to Bud's trailer and, you know, he's trying to, I, I don't know if he's trying to swoon or he just doesn't give two fucks about anything. But we see Uma Thurman's like crawling up on this hilltop that overlooks the trailer. And she's like peeking down on watch. You know, you get to see the car pull up and everything. And uh, so inside, uh, Elle is like, oh, that's that's a Texas funeral, huh? Interesting. So where is she at? Well, she's at this cemetery under the name of Paula Schultz. And he's making the sloppiest goddamn margarita you've ever seen in your fucking life. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's like ice cubes all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the old school ice cubes that like this, the water divided by like the metal divider. Yeah, the divider is separate. It's, yeah. And, and then, yeah, he's just whatever makes it in there, makes it in there. Same with the tequila and same with the fucking, <laughs> of course, it's just a bottle of mix. He's not like making a proper margarita. Yeah. And he doesn't even care how much of it makes it in and how much ends up on his countertop. Like it is the sloppiest yeah. process I've ever seen. <laughs> It's yeah, also but, like nine o'clock in the morning. Which I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I ain't judging. <laughs> yeah, it is nine in the morning, and I even have that note. Like, he's got the next three weeks off, and recently came into a lot of money. Might as well drink. <laughs> Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> That's right. So, and he sits down. You know, she has a a little rolling suitcase with the cash in it, and he sits down. Which are are you filled with? Really quick, though, I'd like to point out that that suitcase was red again, and I love that she always has something red. Oh, is that like a theme with Elle? Yeah, because in her in the first volume one, she had she had the red stitching on her um, on her, her jacket, jacket and all that. And then mm-hmm. I was just thinking of the red, red on the nurse, but I thought it was, it was a black eye patch until she turned in the nurse, and then I just oh, had yeah, the that. red cross. Right. But that, I was like, well, that's just yeah. red cross. That's normal hospital shit. Nope, but. she's always got something red with her. Well, that's her thing. What is she, the California mountain snake or something like that? Is that the one she is? Uh, yeah, she's the California yes, mountain snake. Um, so, yeah, what, are you filled with relief or regret? 
And she's like, I guess both. She's like, bullshit. And this is just unnecessary. This is just Tarantino wanting to fucking quippy dialogue. But, you know, everybody's got more. Well, maybe you have a bit of both. But you either have more relief or you have more regret. And I was like, just stop being so long-winded or whatever. Give her the fucking sword. Take your money. Shut the fuck up. I didn't, I didn't like this one. Like this, didn't like there's some unnecessary dialogue in there. Yeah, it's like we don't need a whole. I'm so cool. I know the way the world works. You either have relief, or you have regret. And I want to know which. One. No, you don't like. I, I, this. And then she goes, maybe a bit of both. Be like, huh? Okay, and move on. Like we don't need a five minute dial or monologue here about it. And just like I ah. think it's the only reason they did that was to give Daryl Hannah a little bit more screen time. Yeah, Honestly, but then she gets her own get- here in a minute, and this totally like hers makes sense. This one of Michael Madsen's makes no fucking sense. I don't think. Yeah, um, he's also awful trusting of her. Like I wouldn't trust this woman any further no, than I could throw her. Like so fucking lutely not. Um, and he ends his just unnecessary monologue with Bill thought she was so smart. She was just smart for a blonde, and then goes over to open a case, and I'm like. Uh, you just turned your back on a really highly trained assassin that happens to be blonde. So. Yeah, for somebody that's apparently still got it, still astute, still knows this world, and he knows who these people are and what they do and how they kill. Pretty stupid um, fucking move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like that his. I feel like surrounding his trailer are the crops where he grows his fucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there ain't nothing growing around that tree. He's got no fucks to give. <laughs> and she, you can tell she's even like pissed, but I mean, she's not like <gasps> taken aback because she obviously knows Bud. So she's like, yep, you still are a pile of shit. Got it. Um, and she's got a, you know, got a brand new Hanzo sword. So maybe don't she's, insult her. Yeah. Well, you know, she's pretty chill um, considering she's back there just crunching on some nasty like, ass margarita ice. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, does this seem kind of weird to you guys that El Paso, of all the places in the United States, was where both Bud and the bride settled? Like she was getting married in El Paso. That's true. He lives in El Paso. Hey, well, he lives somewhere in the vicinity. Somewhere, yeah. Home, I guess. So, like, well, this, yeah, she's well, looking for these people years. to kill, and they live in the same town. Well, this is a couple of years later. This is why I still continue my. I think is everything that he's doing is penis for. So that, after they killed just, him in El Paso, he just like walked out into the middle of nowhere and settled outside of El Paso. And he's been there for four yeah. years after the massacre. Could be. Maybe he's kind of really fell in love with the area. Man, I just love <laughs> desolation. <laughs> Listen, guys, I bought this I bought this cowboy hat at the gas station and I feel like it really fits here. And it really fits me. So I finally feel like me, me, you know? For the this first time in my life. I got a job at the me, oh my. And I feel like there's a lot of room for this- advancement. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to live modestly. Nice little trailer. I'll fix it up later. Yeah. He's, it's, a- it's always on the to-do list. <laughs> it's never moved to the to-done list. Um, so, you know, she's admiring the sword and whatever. And he start he opens the suitcase and is like getting all the money out and flipping through it and smelling it. And like, oh, my God, I got a million dollars in cash. This is amazing. This is amazing. Uh, and she's like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do anything about that little fucking blonde comment you made. You piece of shit. You, you're thinking she's got a new sword. You know she's she's gonna fucking slash him open and take the money back. Right. No. Turns out 
there's a fucking snake hidden inside the cache, and it is none too happy about being rolled around and rattled and fucking shaken up as they're moving the suitcase around. So it bites him three times in the face really fucking quick and then just slithers off into the trailer somewhere. Yeah, and you'd think that, like, I mean, this guy is an assassin with, the, you know, apparently good with the martial arts and whatnot. Like, he, he just took him completely by surprise. Like, this dude well, yeah, was just, like, not ready for anything. It was just cash. So as he's picking up the piles, it was, like, a few levels down. So once he grabbed the the one pile, like, it just shot out before he could even see yeah, that it was he there. moving the cash out of there? Like, I'd open it up, look around, like, okay, cool. You don't need this suitcase back. <laughs> yeah. I, I will pay you for the suitcase. Here. Also, you would think with... Like the second that that suitcase opened, that the snake would have started moving, moving or doing and something. The yeah, freaking cash would be moving, and you'd be like, "The uh, fuck is this? Why? Why is my cash moving?" <laughs> right. <laughs> I just. I mean, what's this hissing sound? <laughs> what's I hear something. I'm a smile. I'm a smile. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he falls to the ground, and is you know, holy shit! I just got bit three times in the fucking face by a snake. And she's like, oh, that's my friend Black Mamba. It's known as Death Incarnate. Its venom causes paralysis, could kill a person in four hours if bit on an appendage. However, someplace vital like the face can kill in 20 minutes. And she gets out her notepad because she's like, I looked this up. Like, she just wrote down the Wikipedia page yeah. about Black Mambas. And she's, like, reading all of these notes that she's taken. And it's like, the amount of venom it can give in one bite is gargantuan. God, what a great word. You never get to use that in a sentence, do you? And she's, like, so calmly. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As he's, like, laying there but going, let's also, oh. Yeah. Let's also recall that the Black Mamba is Is Uma's. the bride's name. Yes. Yeah. Right. Her Still not name. as good of a snake death scene as a bullet train. I think that is my favorite snake venom. Oh my death god, scene. that oh, is yeah. such a good one. Um, so You're then, diesel mate. That that is, yeah. I, I also just love how he's. Can I get you something? If I help you, is that you want to hold it, your hand? Is that, is that misogynistic? If I do, I don't. <laughs> I'm mansplaining. Like, yeah, he's so concerned about like that's such a good movie. Gender roles. Yeah, it's funny. Um. So then as he's laying there, like, starting to kind of gurgle at the mouth and and quickly dying from venom, she's like, so let me answer your earlier question. I do feel regret. Regret that the greatest warrior I have ever met met her end at the hands of a alcoholic piece of shit like you. She deserved better. Yeah, y'all keep saying she deserves better, and yet you're all still trying to fucking kill her. Uh, I think they're only trying to kill her because if they don't, they know that she's going to kill all of them. So it's like, uh, I mean, that would definitely move them up the list for me. I get it. No no hard feelings, but I don't want to get murdered either. Yeah. (laughs) But this ends, this is the story of, of Bud, who, like I said, the only one who never got struck, never, he didn't die at the hands of, no, of Uma. And if he wouldn't have, he would have been monologuing. He could have. He could have just fucking offed her and yeah. been done. Like he totally had her defeated. He just didn't follow through. Yeah. L- luckily for Uma, I guess. Yeah. Well, he thought he got her. <laughs> that's why when it comes to tournament time, I'm voting Bud. I'm Team Bud. Well, you can't because he dies. He dies right here. Just. Oh, he's still in the movie though. Final. <coughs> And then we oh, did did. So she he starts did. gathering the cash back up, you know, putting it all back in the suitcase. And I'm, I have the the thought we just 
Everybody's really chill about a goddamn deadly snake to slither yeah, around this like, tiny we're not, we're trailer. Not, not worried about the loose death incarnate that's just hiding somewhere in here. This is not a big place. There's not a lot of places for it to go. You are very much yeah. in the vicinity of what you yourself have called death incarnate. Yes. Yeah, and you're just great grabbing cash like it's nothing. It could be under any yeah. piece of money. What's if I know the snake is there and I can't see the snake, that's even worse. Like, I want to know where that snake is <laughs> yeah. at. It's like when you see and, a spider and then all of a sudden you don't see anyone. Like, okay, I know it's here somewhere. Fuck. Burn down the house. <laughs> yeah. Like pooping in the port of port john and there's a spider in the corner. Like, all right. Oh, that's you be cool. To me. I'll be cool. And then it starts crawling towards me. Like, I can't fight off a spider while I'm pooping. <laughs> Especially not in a port john I don't have room to go anywhere. Be cool, spider. Be cool. That's not cool. That's not cool. <laughs> like, if I was home, I could, like, run out of the room or something. But I'm going to, what am I going to do? Get dirty out? butt shuffle across the freaking yard. <laughs> across the fucking job site and everybody's looking at my tiny peen hanging out. <laughs> probably, just imagine you two probably still road apple splattering you know <laughs> oh my god you you're not even the tiniest done. little bitches in the fucking porta potty just you, you sit in a fucking plastic can and then <laughs> no at your most vulnerable moment and then a spider starts approaching you and tell me how you act yeah i'll be fine yeah you're free. all of a sudden your dick out running across the freaking show up yard with a freaking monkey tail hanging out the back <laughs> Not cool, Spider. <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> now uh, everybody knows I'm a bitch. Yeah. So she ca- or Bill calls her. She answers like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Your brother is dead. Yeah, that bitch put a black mamba in his trailer. Don't worry, though. I got her. Oh, you know, and she she takes total credit. Well, if you're ever feeling sentimental, uh, drive out to Barstow, California. Stop and get yourself some flowers. Go on out to the Huntington Cemetery. Visit the graveside of Paula Schultz. And that is the final resting place of Beatrix Kiddo. So we finally get oh, the name. Oh, we get the name. Finally get the name. But then we find out so, we've had the name because he's been calling her Kiddo every time that like, he right, called her Kiddo at the beginning of the movie. Right, thought it was a, a, a pet name, but that's yeah. actually her last name. So he's not in El Paso. He's outside oh, yeah, of Barstow, so, California. I guess it was that. Why did... I thought it said that he was in El Paso. He said when he got started. money in El Paso. Oh, huh? Um, which would lead you to believe that, yeah, he's also, but they're in Barstow, or at least the cemetery's in Barstow, which would be a long drive just to head from there El Paso, from El Paso, Texas, yeah. And as I've mentioned before, <laughs> it's a long ass trip. It is. I don't know from El Paso to I don't. Well, Barstow's Barstow's like right before you cross into. Uh, Vegas, right? That's the town that's halfway between LA and Vegas, like right on the California Nevada border. Yeah. Yeah. So she's still on the phone. She's like, Do you need me to come by? You want me to come by? Like, how it's been at least four years, if not longer, that you've been one of Bill's, you know, ladies, and you still have to ask permission. Do you, do, do, do you need me to come by? Ah, man. She's still hook, line, and sinker on, uh, you know, the old Bill train. But now here's here's it's a good woman right here. She goes, "You go smoke some pot or something, and I'll be there soon." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go get a little bit high, and I'll be over in a minute. Bitch, I don't need your permission. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm goddamn Bill. Your brother's dead. Why don't you get high about it, and I'll be there soon. It's I I will, but not because you told me to. I was gonna do yeah. that anyway. I'm gonna get a little bit high because I want to. Okay. Yeah. And so she, you don't know my life. Yeah. She finishes picking up the money, opens the door. Like we see her eye open wide and then two feet right to the chest. 
Yeah, awesome. Sparta kick. It was a double uh, Sparta yeah, kick. Yeah, like a flying double foot to the chest thing. Uma's that's not just fucking first, around. That's just the first uh, Sparta kick. They both Sparta kick each other oh, yeah, that, across the goddamn trailer. This fight scene is fantastic. I love the and running the gag. Are, if the rumors are true, these two actresses did not like each other. So I have a feeling that yeah, that helped they did this not. Shit. And I think that helped helped quite a bit with this. I'm sure that some of the hits were a little, little more uh, intentional <laughs> and not not pulled so much for the for the film. They didn't but, like each other. Uh, I do like the running gag of uh, Daryl Hannah keeps trying to pull the sword out, but she's like, oh, because it's so narrow because it's a fucking house trailer. So she's like constantly hitting the wall or the ceiling. <laughs> she can't find room to get the fucking sword out ever. <laughs> Uh, it's a I love the fact funny. that she's starting to pull it out and Uma hits it right back in. Yeah, back there was the one where that's nice so little cool. counterattack. She like, does she was it with her foot? Like she kicks the handle yep. back into the sheath. Yeah, uh, and so I mean they just beat the absolute shit out of it. They're going through walls. They're like into a shower and fucking. I mean, it I is mean, a trailer. It's not hard it is, to go through walls, well, right? But I mean, they're destroying the shower. I think there's tile for yeah. some reason. Why you have a tiled shower and a fucking trailer home but the, the, that's, that's when they knew how down. to make trailers that trailer was made back in the day for the laminate and stuff yeah i guess probably that didn't toughen up those walls at all it's like one thin sheet of it's like just the paneling there's not even a wall behind it it's like just the paneling standing there i mean uh, but it's it's probably the most drag out brutal fight in this entire you know extended kill bill story her and vivica fox kind of beat the shit out of each other a bit yeah. but this goes on longer you know it, there's eventually they, they pull swords but it's it's like just an old school fucking street fight like <laughs> they are beating the hell out of each yeah. other and it just reminds you how much b can take a goddamn hit yeah that woman takes a hit like nothing and they're i mean they're 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 cro- multiple crotch kicks we can't call it nut trauma but they're still and that shit hurts yeah they're still cunt punting each other all over this trailer <laughs> and and at one point there's even there's even a lebowski dunk oh my gosh oh, yeah, yeah, he's drowning her in the toilet shoves l's l's face into the toilet and lebowski's her uh, looking for she the had money. She flush it to get a breath. Yeah. <laughs> and she does. She flushes it so she can breathe. It's great. Um, so at one point, she finally gets Uma down and walks back out to get the sword and stands sideways. Finally, like, takes the sheath off and throws, like, fucking finally got the sword out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then as Uma's laying there, because they've fought their way from the living room through the bathroom into the back bedroom, and she's laying on the ground. She looks up, and there, in a bag with his golf clubs, is the sword handle. Yeah. And she's like, oh, bud, you lion sack of shit. And she pulls it out, you know, just a bit out of the sheath. And she's like, to bud, the only man I ever loved, Bill. And it's like, all right. So then she gets into that tiny hallway. That's a, that's a lot of words for a, such a small yeah. short. You got to pay yeah. by the letter for those inscriptions, you know, man. <laughs> you could have put that on a card, bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Do you think Hanzo was like, I I just I usually use a stamp. Like why I don't why typically write messages in my steel. I make the strongest steel in the fucking world. You, and now you want me to etch into it? So you this, piece of uh, shit. This uh, priceless sword that I just handmade for you, spent a month doing. You you just can turn it into a a card, huh? Like a Hallmark card? Yeah. Cool. Cool cool cool. Yeah, no. That's you fine. know 
You know who else does Hallmark cards? Fucking it's Hallmark. This podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yes, we do. <laughs> I thought you were going for the obvious, like, smart ass retort. Like, hey, Bill, you know who else does Hallmark greetings? Fucking Hallmark. Hallmark. Go buy a card, you piece of shit. <laughs> Make one of them cartoons with the old lady on it saying some smart ass shit, too. Is that what you want? <laughs> Over the hill, some shit on there. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a birthday. Do you want me to draw a stupid ass picture? What it's on fuck? this side. It says that on this side. It says, Lordy, Lordy, look who's 40. Is that what you want? <laughs> The little little speaker thing at the end, so when he pulls it out, it plays a song. That's <laughs> your name. Yeah. Do you, if I Everybody pull this was out, kung fu fighting. Oh, I was gonna go with how dry I am because he's an alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, you're pulling out a like sword. I feel like kung fu fighting. Yeah, kung fu fighting. Well, you know, but not everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> seems like, seems unrealistic. Was. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was holding the camera. It would be awesome if you had a sword that made a sword unsheathing movie sound every time you oh, actually like yeah. shing. <laughs> yes. Like the toy lightsabers yeah. that make the sound. Yeah. Every time absolutely. you show the sword, it makes a lightsaber. I love it. I, okay, now I'm with it. Now I'm with yeah. it. Uh snap the rewatch logo on there. We uh we got ourselves some merch, baby. God damn it, I'm a ninja. This is not handy. <laughs> <laughs> The loudest sword ever. Um, so, you know, they're facing off in the hallway, and what is it? What is that? Well, this appears to be Bud's Hanzo sword. I thought he pawned it. Well, that would make him a liar then, wouldn't it? Uh, I, I, I like that one. It is cool, like, when she comes around the corner, like, and Uma's just, like, the bride or whatever, just sitting there, like, in the sword, like, just, Down, like, yeah. yeah, like, ready to go, ready for action. With Because, you know, Elle's holding it up, and... Uma's got the, the awesome stance with the sword, like pointed down at the ground, just fucking. It's like a real, like almost Marvel type stance, yeah. like a, a superhero type sword stance. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Oh god, she is fucking awesome in in these two movies. Uma delivered. Uh, hey, real quick before we, uh, you know, get back to the killing of each other here, I want to ask, what did you say to Pai Mei to make him rip out your eye? And we immediately cut to him like yanking her eye out, and hers like. Ah! This is probably how I would also react. Yeah, I'm sure I would, too. I called him a miserable old fool. Well, that's a bad idea. Then you know what I did? I killed that miserable old fool. And then we see him like, oh, and she's like, she poisoned his fish heads. I'm like, he's just eating fish heads? Yeah, I mean, don't you do that on a typical Saturday? No. I mean, you don't watch oh, the heads, well, do you? Fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. What just, do you eat when you like, watch just, movies? Just like all the all the cats in an old Looney Tunes, you get the head and the spine. Yeah, like Heathcliff. Like Heathcliff. Now it makes me think of that old stupid song and the fish heads, fish heads. Oh my god, we used to sing heads, that all the time as kids. Heads. Yeah, fish heads, eat them up. up. Yum. Yum. Yep. Um. So she poisoned Pai Mei and killed him. It's fucked up. The end of Pime. That's the story of him. The story of Pime. Hey, yeah. uh, we we heard the rules and what happens. He's gonna snatch an eye. Yeah, exactly. Again. And, and he, exactly what he did, and she didn't take kind of. So she just smuggled poison up to the top of this mountain, just hanging out. She she is a snake. I mean, she is not she's about the like. She's like the. <laughs> she's a snake. I'm a snake. She's, <laughs> she's not about the stabby stabby. She's the. She's about the poisy poisy. Yeah, poison or, you know, cheap shot. She sucks. Yeah, she does. She's uh, she's not a skilled... I mean, she's pretty skilled. She's going toe-to-toe with fucking the, with the bride. 
but yeah, she's unscrupulous. She's, but to be yes. fair, the bride just came back from being buried alive. Correct. I feel like so it's probably not not at a hundred right now. She's probably at about fifty. Yeah, exactly. So um then they lock swords, you know, they, they swing and just hit the swords and you're just doing the thing where you're holding your sword as opposed to like, I don't know, pulling your sword back and going for a different type of attack. You just like pushing your swords I into each other. I never understood that shit. I don't either. I don't get it, but Uma just... I do. Yoink. I keep my sword in until it's done. I ain't pulling out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but then we get a yoink of the other eye. <laughs> she the other she just, swords she and just, just plucks yanks, that fucker out. Plucks that shit and right on out. And Daryl Hannah just falls back into the shower and just, we get like five minutes straight as Uma goes about her business. Still a goddamn on, fucking steps snake. Steps on her fucking eye. Oh, yeah. Squishes it between her toes. Oh, it's we so did, gross. did not oh. need to see that. It was disgusting. But then, you know, she's doing her thing, getting her sword back, leaves Bud's sword there. Why would you even do that? I'd be like, now I got two Hanzos. Now I got two Hanzos. Now I can Leonardo this shit. Yeah. You know? Would you really want a Hanzo sword that, that etched into it? Sure. I mean, I sure. Mean, better than no sword or, or better than one sword. Two, right? so, yeah. two swords better than one. But so she's going about her thing, doing it. And it's, it is about five minutes. It's a, it's a long time of Daryl Hannah just thrashing around in this destroyed bathroom. Just, oh, you fucking bitch. Fucking, oh, God, fucking. Just like massive, which understandably, you just got your eye ripped out of your head. But like, yeah. I wonder, I, hopefully. You're lucky that's again. all that happened to you. <laughs> again. Yeah. Hopefully they did that in the first take. Because it's like, I cannot just scream at this level nonstop for five minutes. Like we'll try again tomorrow. My voice is shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's it goes on, and then yeah, Uma just leaves. So I know there's a, there's a black mamba running around the trailer still somewhere, but we just are supposed to assume that she dies. I don't even think she does. I don't think she gives a fuck now. She's like, hey, you're blind. You ain't no no more threat to me anymore. You yeah, know? she just leaves her to deal with it or die. I'm sure that snake's gonna get to her eventually, or she's gonna bleed out, or not my fucking problem. She just walks away. Leaving and even as she leaves the trailer, you can still hear. Ah, you fucking bitch! I love it. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's great. Last chapter, face to face. So she's racing along in this fancy little convertible. Now there's a bit of trivia where they were supposed to use a stunt driver, and Tarantino's like, "Nah, you're just driving straight. You can do it." I even did it myself. You can just you're just driving down the road. So he has Uma actually driving, but then she did wreck, and she like. Had a back injury and... Fucked up her knees, too. Yeah. And then she tried to get a settlement. And, of course, Weinstein, being the biggest pile of shit that ever existed. Well, you know, outside of Hitler, I guess. But uh, it's like, <laughs> nope, can't do it. Or, you know, we can, we'll can we help cover some of the bills, but you have to sign something saying it's not our fault. Or I, He was doing something sleazy, and uh, Tarantino didn't help out or stand up for it until, you know years later when Weinstein finally went down and all the allegations came out and everything. Then finally he was like, oh, Uma, here's the footage of what actually happened and you were in an unsafe situation due to work and you finally have evidence for your case. Like, could have used that fucking 10 years ago, Quentin. <laughs> Piece of shit. Piece of shit. And that's why uh, asshole. Uma and Tarantino did never work together again. 
<laughs> pretty big fun. He's, I don't, I don't once her. he gave her the footage, they have made peace, and she's like accepted his apology, but she's not working with him anymore. That's for fucking sure. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I don't know if this is the scene. I don't know which scene it was, but the only other time you see her driving was the rear projection thing. So right. this had to be the one where she where it happened. But yeah, it's like a two second clip of her just driving on a gravel road in a convertible. So I don't really know what the danger was. She didn't that, even turn. I mean, yeah, she didn't, <laughs> nothing really happened. But also, why, if like that was a giant concern, why couldn't we just like green screen the background? Yeah, or why did we or need something. her to drive? Because it's not like we really get a clear shot of her behind the wheel in it until she pulls up to the place and all she does is like come to a stop then so that that wasn't direct. I, I don't know it's, when it it's happened. So stupid. It's really it weird. It is dumb. I mean, why would anybody ever let a woman drive? Jesus fucking <laughs> I'm just Anthony, kidding. I'm just come kidding. on. Actually, I like. I was like, whenever I have to drive on that, I'm like, oh, I gotta drive. Like, I always prefer Melody to drive. She's a safer driver than me, too. To be honest, uh, I was like, she just drove back and gave you a breakfast burrito, and you're gonna be talking shit like this. <laughs> she ain't. Yeah. Gotta keep her in her place. <laughs> Whoa, buddy! Luckily, she's not here. So <laughs> anybody that sees Melanie and sees me knows that I'm the one that is put in my place. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we get to the house of Esteban Valle- Vallejo. Vallejo. Uh, who's a friend of Bill's. Bill was always looking for father figures, and he found one in Esteban. And Esteban here is an old pimp. Of course he is. He's like in his 80s, still running this brothel in Acuna, Mexico. Been doing it for over 50 years. It turns out that really is an actual brothel, and that really those really are actual sex workers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This is the real people. The the Uma and Esteban are the only two actors in this. Um, Even she, the Scar Girl? Uh, I'm sure that was makeup, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she goes to sit down with him, and he is immediately like the, he, man, the dog in him comes right back. He's just this old man sitting there enjoying his smoke and just, you know, in his sundown years. But. Then Uma Thurman sits across from him, and he, oh, that pimp comes right back out. He's oh, in yeah. full-on pimp mode. He is, he is, he is, he is pretty swap. smooth, too, dude. Yeah. Yeah, like he's, oh, pretty lady, you know, oh, beautiful woman. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And she's like, where's Bill? I'm oh, prone to flattery. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I warn you, I am prone to flattery. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Susceptible. I'm susceptible to flattery. <laughs> I should say that all the time. Yeah, and uh, as soon as she goes, where's Bill? Uh, you must be Beatrix. I don't know why he's fucking Dracula, but uh, <laughs> and so then he tells this whole story. Manny, that, is that you? Yeah, Aurora Beatrix, <laughs> and I am Egyptian. Better movie. <laughs> so. Uh, he tells the story of when uh, he first met Bill when Bill was a really little kid. And I took him to movies and um. Every time Lana Turner came on the screen, he started sucking his thumb real aggressively. <laughs> and I was like, this little pervert has a thing for blondes. So that makes sense. Uh, and then what does he say? If I had met you, you know, when I was really running things, you would be my number one lady. Cool. Great. Oh, I'm, I'm flattered. Really? He, she goes, I'm flattered. And he like kind of a stern look goes, you should be. I just want to slap the Whoa. shit out of the dude. <laughs> Just watch it, buddy. Yeah, fucker. And what is it? At some point, You're... it also talks about like I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have tried to kill you. Like I would have just cut your face. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have just scarred like, up oh, your face a bit. Oh, and then he calls over cool. a lady to get drinks for them. Like, oh, yeah, we need to drink some tequila. We need to and he calls a lady over, and she has this, like, cut from her top and bottom lips are all fucked up. And right after he just said, I wouldn't have killed you. I just would have fucked up your face. And then, like, case in point, look yeah. at this one. Which, uh, why would you fuck up a face? That's I got to assume that's part of the money-making situation. Right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, apparently she wasn't making enough money anyways. Now, now you're just serving drinks. I don't know. Um, so he does tell her, Bill's staying at this resort place. I'm telling you where he is because he would want me to. She, I don't understand. She BS on that. I don't, why? why? That doesn't make any sense. Well, how else is he ever going to see you again? Well, he found me in fucking El Paso. He could find me fucking anywhere, right? Because as he himself said, I'm the man. Okay, cool. so he could find me if he really wanted to see me again. But whatever, it's it's a pretty BS reason. Either way, she gets she gets the location of Bill, um, and get it's a fancy place. And I can't tell. It seems like it's a hotel, right? Cause she has to, like go That's through a I lobby and down yeah. a hallway to a, a definitely room with a number. So it's like a either a resort or a really fancy beach condo situation. Yeah, I was say, maybe it's a condominium and that kind of thing, something. But, but he's he's definitely got the beachside resort kind of layout going on and uh goes into his room sneaking around uh and again we got old 70s retro fucking background music and i just create such good vibe the vibes he makes in this movie so good um and she gets to the backyard and stops because there's a little girl with a toy gun freeze mommy <laughs> and she's just like what the fuck fuck and then bill's like bang bang and he falls over dead and it's like oh the bb bb oh no you're shot and bb like takes forever to fall to the ground oh oh no and then she tries to say it's like no stay down you are dead now we're playing dead and he's trying to do the story of but she's impervious to bullets so she gets back up and shoots and so mommy i'm impervious to bullets yeah so then she fake fires and then uma like Oh, and like yeah, she like stands there for a while, and he's like, "Mommy, you are dead, or whatever. You, you got been shot. shot." And so then she acts and and she, you know falls to the ground, and BB runs. I was like, "Mommy, I'm just kidding. It wasn't real." And I just the the, the, the what the fuck that Beatrix has to be going through right yeah. here? Like, yeah, I probably would have. I probably would have just thrown up. Yeah, like, <laughs> like oh my, like the only reaction I would have had just been like. What? Yeah, I, it's insane. So it's a it's a cute scene, and and Bill is amping it up. Like I know you're here to kill me, but boy, am I gonna milk this cute little playhouse daughter thing as much as I possibly can before you know gonna, we get to the I'm killing. I'm gonna fuck with your head first. Oh yeah, and so I get I get that Uma's me like holy shit, this is my daughter. I didn't know I had a daughter. I didn't know she survived and all that. But BB's just like, oh my. It's mommy. I love mommy so much. Like, you haven't never <laughs> known this woman. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, Bill's talked about her throughout the right. years so and made, him, made her a presence for, he, you know. He does say, I've been telling her you're asleep. And uh, whenever she wakes up, she will be very excited to see you. Uh, she's been dreaming of you. Did you dream of me, mommy? Oh, yes, I definitely did, even though I thought you were dead. <laughs> um. So, he, yeah, he told her that mommy's a thing, but... I just, He's not going to tell her how or why or what. Kids are going to be like, who's this fuck person? I mean, I know your mommy, but you're still well, a fucking had, stranger. 
She's yeah. got pictures of her. I get. I just don't think there'd be this immediate mommy I love you bond nah, from the girls. Kids are weird oh, I'm sure. No, see, I'm sure that Bill was told by Esteban that she was. He was. You know, she was coming. Right, but and a four year old so, isn't going to be like, oh yeah, yeah. Right, just, but what I'm saying is she's probably prepped BB with mommy's coming. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think uh, like four year olds probably get excited. If you never met your mom, I'm sure, or dad, or whatever, I'm sure if they're like, hey, you know that lady I've been telling about, she's coming. Your mom's coming, so she's probably like. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah like Esteban a, probably called Bill, and Bill's probably like, hey, BB, your mom's coming. Yeah, it's like and they're just playing. Which Santa Claus times four? Well, yeah. I mean, it ain't like she brought gifts. <laughs> it's just made the excitement. <laughs> damn it! Once again, she ain't so no yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's working it. And then, you know, he's like making a sandwich and telling stories. And he is like, yeah, no, everything's totally fine. You don't want to kill me, right? Look, your daughter's here. Or, uh, he like. Yeah, and talk about oh, the goldfish for yeah. a while and her yeah. understanding Imagine death. the amount, like the cool stories that if that's your dad, you're getting as a kid. Like your bedtime oh, yeah. stories are going to be awesome. <laughs> so anyway, did I tell you about the time I killed this Tokyo businessman? <laughs> <Or not? Yeah. laughs> I don't know. God, yeah. Probably Hopefully. not the best kid stories. Yeah, hopefully he keeps some of that. I didn't say they were child-appropriate. I just <laughs> said he's probably got some really kick-ass stories. Yeah, it is still David Carradine delivering these stories. Though, so that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's what I'm saying. Um, so, and all the compliments, like, isn't mommy beautiful? Her beautiful. hair is more than beautiful. I would say it's effervescent. I was like, don't compliment her via daughter. Like, you are really doing some manipulation here. Like, Really, really extreme manipulation here. Of course he is. Um, how how and, else are you going yeah. to avoid dying? The the goldfish story, understanding the concept of life and death, and it's so so crystal clear that even a four year old can understand it. And she didn't lie. You would have been very proud of her. She didn't lie. She t- said that she took him out of the bowl and stepped on him. And <laughs> I don't know, I, at no point were you like, why the fuck are you just taking fish out of bowls and stepping on them? That's some Dexter shit. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, your mom's an eyeball stepper, so I guess it's... <laughs> I didn't realize that was genetic. <laughs> so then, you know, putting BB to bed, and he's like, I, what you did to your goldfish, I did to mommy. You stepped on her? Well, no, didn't, like, step on her per se. I shot her in shot the fucking mommy. face. <laughs> and he didn't he's like, he say fucking face, but he's like, no, I shot her. Did you not know what happened? Oh, I knew what would happen. I just didn't know yep. what would happen to me. I was so oh. lonely and so sad. Oh, it's pity Bill for shooting his fucking one of his many bitches in the face. Isn't He's got the freshest a, bitches. Isn't that fresh? <laughs> he knows about keeping fresh bitches for it's sure. Isn't that so like white American though to be like, I'm kind of the real victim yeah. here. I didn't realize when I shot someone in the fucking face that I was going to feel so bad about it. Could everybody take a minute and realize how bad I feel? Yeah, please. Yeah. I shouldn't go to jail. The person I shot shit for making me feel this bad. Yeah. yeah. Why did you make me do this to you? Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good to be a, man, a woman, yeah. let me tell you. So then he's like, you want to watch a video with mommy before bed? She's like, I want to watch Shogun Assassin. He's like, oh, that's way too long. And Uma's like, no, like, I'm still in shock of the fact that I have a daughter. No movie is too long. Please. Like, yeah. anything. I need Which, all no, the that is a real time. movie. And now I have to see that movie. That's it on is my a list of, movie. of movies to see. And it's funny that. Her, she's four, and her like bedtime videos are Shogun Assassin, like old kung fu. Like, you're sword gonna movies. be shocked. That's gonna that's gonna be Rose. <laughs> Man, you 100 percent know that Bill was gonna raise that girl to be an yeah. assassin. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Rose is Rose is gonna uh, see the entirety of the Van Damme filmography by she's before she's be like, five. I'm sure. Bloodsport, please. Dad, let's watch Bloodsport. Okay. And <laughs> you're gonna Van be Dam's the proudest pussy. father in the entire world. Oh yeah. Uh, she <laughs> may or may not already have a Van Damme onesie. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> They're watching Shogun Assassin. Of course, BB falls asleep, and Uma's just laying with her. Like, and she even like keeps. I mean, she's got the arm under BB, like what you have to do in your big spoon. You know, you're laying there just pretending like your arms are not falling asleep, and you're <laughs> fucking miserable. And uh, she like even keeps poking her, just almost like, is are you fucking real? Like, is this happening? Uh, I got Uma delivers. I, she, great. She does great with all the fucking fight scenes. She does great with the sword work. She does great with, but like when it comes time to just, she can go from emotion to emotion to emotion and like convey the, just the swirling cacophony of feelings that somebody would be going through. I just, she fucking nails it. And I guess she did awesome. I knew Uma from what, like my super ex-girlfriend and truth about cats and dogs and some kind of cheesy rom-coms and stuff. But I don't think she got the credit due that she should. She's fucking badass. Yeah. Especially I wouldn't in disagree these. with that. Uh, and I don't know if the falling out because of that whole car wreck and, you know, button heads with Weinstein, even though it wasn't a sexual assault thing, odd that this is like the one time it wasn't, but uh, you don't butt heads with Weinstein. So I'm sure that's why she went from like major Tarantino movies to B grade rom-coms and shit. Like, I'm sure that that was a reason her career kind of, yeah, get stalled. Good. Yeah, and it should because she's fucking fantastic. And so once uh, BB falls asleep, she slowly gets up. You know, don't disturb. Oh my god! Once a fucking baby falls asleep, you will you will do anything to keep it that way. Yeah, you'll you'll chew your own arm off. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I will pull a James Franco from 127 hours to get out yeah. of the situation. Coyote, if coyote I need ugly to. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And she walks, and we get uh, also nice soundtrack note here a really cool cover of the song She's Not There. Uh, This one's called About Her as opposed to She's Not There, but it's still the No One Told Me About Her. But they make it all like sparse and creepy almost as she kind of wanders through the house, you know, got to go find Bill. And I had the thought, you've been laying here watching the entirety of Shogun Assassin, you're not concerned at all about uh, the fact that Bill's out there with your Hanzo sword and whatever guns and everything else you brought. He's just out there with yeah. all your weapons. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, now I got to wonder out there who knows where he is. Is he, what has he gone through all my shit? Does, is he, am I going to turn a corner and get blasted again? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. For a third yeah. time. Yeah. So, uh, she does get out there and he's just, he is sitting there looking at her Hanzo sword and his is sitting up on this nice little display. And he's like, I'm guessing the plan is to cross Hanzo steel. You'd be correct. And he gets his whole monologue. Well, I think if we're going to do that, best place to do that's on a beach. And this place happens to be right above a beach. And this beach is particularly beautiful in moonlight. Tonight just so happens to be a full moon. So I recommend it's Like, a, okay, Vernita, calm yeah, down. Just fucking. We get it, Tarantino. You love dialogue. But can we move on? <laughs> you with like it? you like word. Yes. So she does like make a lunge for his sword that's sitting up on this display and he shoots really quick and uh blows up some fruit. 
Blows up some fruit. Which goes back to the, hey, the baby is fucking sleeping, bro. Can we yeah. not fire firearms off in the house? So he doesn't shoot her. He just shoots in the direction to like make her stop going Instead for the sword. And then she sits down. And then he, yeah, then he shoots the bowl of fruit and it splatters all yeah, over her it. face. And, uh, you know, keeps on with his monologue. How that kid stayed asleep through that. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, off she did just watch an assassination room. movie or assassin. Yeah, movie, again, so, once I'm, you once you move to another scene, the pre the people <laughs> it doesn't carry over. They don't exist so, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, out of sight, out of mind. Then he's like, "I got some questions, but I need the truth, and I I don't think that you would tell me the truth. But frankly, even if you did, I don't think I could believe you. And so we are in quite a conundrum. And so I've got just and like we get it. <laughs> Fucking move on." <laughs> But he's developed his own truth serum that uh, is, what, 10 times more effective than... Uh, Something like that than... Than uh, sodium, or I can't remember the... Pentothal or whatever, I think it yeah. is, yeah. So it's better than that, because he shoots her with a dart gun now. and uh, But in, also, instead of that hangover feeling, you get a feeling of euphoria. You feel it? Mm, no. no oh. Euphoria? Well, no. That, suck, that sucks for you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine um, how much that would hurt to get hit that close with a dart gun? Uh, in the I, knee? I mean, probably not basically. as much as a double barrel of rock salt to the tits, but... Oh. Yeah, could have got a dart to the tit. <laughs> oh, I mean, she probably can't feel her tits, tits anymore after that. No shit. God, I bet not. Uh, no more nipple play for Uma. God, but every time you put your mouth on them, it'd be like a rim of a salted margarita. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking hell. What? You, don't, you don't think she'd clear the salt off? I don't know. You mean, I'm, it's embedded in there. Embedded it's going to be coming out like over the course per, of the next perma salt. Yeah. A little bit of pepper on them. I hate all of this. Yeah. Can you dip your titty in my drink? I need to salt it up a little bit. <laughs> this potato it's needs some titty. Potato needs some patitty. Patitties. Jesus. We are terrible. So then we get a Superman monologue where. And he does eventually get to a point, but at first you're just like, why the fuck is he talking about, you know, I love superheroes and comic books, and my, my favorite was always Superman, and uh, what made him unique is that, well, Spider-Man was, was Peter Parker, he had to put on a costume to become Spider-Man, and, and well, Batman was, was Bruce Wayne until he put on his costume to become Batman, but Superman came from outer space. And his costume with that red S, that was the blanket that the Kents found him lying in. And uh, so his alter ego was Clark Kent. And that was his take. That's what he thought of us was weak and ignorant and incompetent, unsure. Not wrong. Yeah, he, he, it's actually a pretty good point that he's making. Like, yeah, that, so, cause, but Superman is the only hero that... That's his actual identity. His alter ego, his costume is human. Human. And so all of this to say, you are Black Mamba. You've always been Black Mamba. You are an assassin. You put on a costume to become Arlene that works at a record store in fucking El Paso. That's why I was so pissed off. Oh, petty. Okay. I feel like that's petty, dude. A little it is petty a bit there. petty, but I'm glad you finally came around to a point because I was just like, what the fuck is this all about? Um, so finally, my questions. She's given it enough time for the truth serum to really work. It's like, did you really think that life in El Paso would work? 
And she goes, no, but at least I would have had BB. Did it feel good to kill all those people to get to me? Yes. Now the big one. Why did you run away from me with my baby? So then we get this whole thing about the last assignment she was sent on. She was supposed to take out Lisa Wong. Uh, while she was in her hotel room before she went out, you know, assassinating. She the felt, assassinating. The assassinating. She felt something and thought, maybe I was pregnant. So she took a test. Turns out she was pregnant. And at that time, somehow uh, she wasn't as stealthy as she should have been. Or, you know, Lisa Wong had caught wind that there's an assassin in town to kill her. So she sent an assassin of her own named Karen. Fucking Karen. <laughs> And uh, just shotgun through the door, almost hits her. She like bent, dropped something, and so she bends down to pick it up as the shotgun goes off, just narrowly avoids getting shotgun to the face. This and is how you assassin, though. You just go... F- just, with, just go with blamos. Just go yeah, with blamos, and you're done. And so they end up in this bit of a standoff where she's got a gun, you know, and I'm fucking Annie Oakley with this, and I've got you in my sight, so I could kill you if I wanted to, but I just found out I'm pregnant. She's like, poor shit. Normally, yes, you would be right. But, you know, look at the test. And uh, <laughs> I love this whole bit. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is like, I don't know how to read this. So she goes and picks up the box and she's trying to read it. And uh, it blew me. It's pregnant. I can read it myself. Thank you very much. You know, yeah, while smart. they're holding guns at each other. Yeah, while they're holding guns at each other. <laughs> I do want to point out the really cool thing about this Karen, though, is that um, BB threw a knife at her face and she caught it with the butt of the gun. I'm like, that was bad. Yeah, that was sweet. And then even while she's standing here reading all this, you can see the knife still sticking out of the butt of the shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that's badass. All right, It was Karen. very badass. Um, so she's like, look, I got a baby now and I'm still trying to process this. So I won't kill you. And you just turn around and walk the fuck away. And so Karen walks out the door and like, and then you just see her face through the hole that she made with a shotgun blast. She, uh, congratulations, congratulations. And fucking runs off. <laughs> it's, fucking awesome. Yeah, it's great. So Karen rules. And Karen this is rules. one and only Karen ruling. Yes. Uh, other than, oh, the Karen from Blade. Two. She, yeah, she wasn't bad True. either. Um, so, you know, realizing I'm going to be a mother, it fucking changed everything, man. I can't do assassin shit anymore. I'm going to have to take care of a baby. And I didn't want to raise her in a world of fucking assassins traveling the world, crazy shit, danger. Uh, I wanted, I, I knew I, you were going to claim her. I wanted basic. I wanted simple. Yeah, of course you would take her away and you'd raise her up to be another bill girl. And I didn't want that for her. So I tried to find the most basic, easygoing, stress-free, simple life I could possibly imagine for my daughter. And that's why I ended up in El Paso working at a record shop. I and, did this for you. And it, and it it's like, kind of makes sense. Like, I did all this for the daughter, and I didn't want you to have anything to do with it because you wouldn't give her a life that she needed. You would give her a life that you wanted, and that's not what I wanted for her. And so, and then he's, of course, just like a white guy. I thought someone killed you. Do you have any idea what I was going through? Yeah. Did you think yeah, about okay. me? Yeah, okay, shut the fuck up, yeah. dude. So I mourned you for three months. Oh, is that all? <laughs> is that all I got? In the process of tracking down who I thought killed you so I could kill them for revenge, and we almost had Bill Kills instead of Kill Bill. But <laughs> Which would have been a pretty cool movie. Pretty awesome, because I'm David fucking Carradine. So, I'd uh, be telling stories. I'd be, <laughs> yeah, I'd be playing people. the didger flute. It'd be awesome. 
Um, no, but I, I was going out to find your killer, and I find out instead that you're alive and living in El Paso, and you're pregnant, and you're about to marry someone else. So I overreacted. <laughs> <laughs> you overreacted? Okay, I, you know, I admitted I, I was out of line. <laughs> to a normal a normal guy would have punched some drywall, but I'm a killer assassin, so you got shot in the face. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I, I was out of gas, couldn't go for a drive. Um, yeah, yeah. No yeah. drywall. And uh it's like I knew I knew that you could and would do those things. I just never thought that you could and would do them to me. Well, on that you were mistaken. Apparently so, because you fucking shot me in the fucking head. And he's just taking tequila shots, which we have poured here. Yes. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna take a tequila shot in honor of David Carradine and this this Bill scene. Are we are we doing it as a shot? Or are we just gonna sip on? Nah, it? you can sip on it. It's, it's pretty good tequila. All right. All right. Cheers. <laughs> oh, that is pretty tasty. I like that. And uh, and I don't know if Carradine was actually drinking during this or if he's just that good at acting but he's like starting to slur speech and you you, you can tell that uh he's taking a lot of shots to kill and, and they're tall a shots a lot like, of shots uh like dude you're you're about to highly trained assassin sword fight to the death maybe you want your wits about you maybe i don't know but he <laughs> he is Sloshed. And so she finally sits down and they're across. I, I think he kind of just gave up, to be honest. He knew what was coming. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, maybe he's come to terms like Bud did. Or maybe he realizes he's old and he actually wasn't ever in the field that much. She's got. He's like Charlie and the rest of them are the yeah, angels. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not only yeah. she's got youth, she's got. She's obviously kept her shit honed because she's taken out my yeah. entire gang to get here so she's utilized her skills a lot more recently than i have Ooh. hell hath he knows hell hath no fury yeah, yeah exactly. and they're outside now now they went they've gone outside now they're like in the yard right uh, like they're a, across from each other uh, like, like a, a little table or something table outside yeah. and and so she just goes we have unfinished business baby you ain't kidding and then we <laughs> get a sit down sword fight which it's so cool it's so weird after all of the huge spectacles and martial arts and sword play and everything we've had in these two movies the final one is two of them sitting at a table fighting across the table with swords and it's awesome like it seems <laughs> my, like such an underwhelming moves, way to do it but it's so fucking uh, cool. sorry yeah. my favorite one of my favorite moves of here is where he's gonna go stab at her and she just puts this sheath back on yes <laughs> catches catches it uh, very cool. And it's only, what, five or six seconds. It's not a very it's long sword long. fight. And then she immediately goes, pow, 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 pow. And he goes, <gasps> oh, Pai Mei taught Some... you that. He did. Why didn't you tell me that he taught you that? Because I'm a bad person. No, <laughs> you're not. You're, I'm just, you're a you great know. person. You're a terrific person. You're one of my favorite people. But every once in a while, you can be a real cunt. <laughs> Isn't that true of everybody's favorite well, person? Sure. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, but one. It seems to me like it, the cunt brings. If you call a, a woman a cunt, that really brings out a special kind of reaction. Yes. Like it. That is for whatever also, reason. Seems like it's universally hated by women, the American women. It's not so much in like uh, Europe, Europe no, or Australia. Not. Right. Uh, it's basically saying bro. Yeah. <laughs> Australia. But yeah, and also no, she's she's not being one right now. Uh, I think she's 
very well justified in killing you, so she's not being a cunt right now. You give me the friggin' whooshy five-finger death punch or whatever it is, I'm gonna probably be like, you fucking cunt. <laughs> I mean, I deserve it, I understand, but still, I'm a little bit salty. Um, and so, he's, he's given up, you know, fuck. I, I mean, he's a man of means. He's fucking loaded. He's got this beachfront resort in Mexico. I think he could get someone to bring him stuff. And again, like we're talking about, just you're in a wheelchair now. <laughs> I'm going to sit down now. I'm a, I'm a sitter. Yeah. Call Tony Braxton. Find out what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it does make me think that there's a shower scene in that video. I don't remember. It's oh, been so I do. long. Tony Braxton in the shower. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> okay. So um, he fin- he looks at her and goes, how do I look? And she's kind of crying but smiling, you know, like she's done. She's done it. Her, her quest is at an end. And she's made peace with Bill, even though they've kind of had loving banter this whole time in between, you know, all the shit. But this is, again, just a really big scene. And I don't think many people could have delivered the emotions the same way, but Uma's just the look on her face as she kind of wipes a tear away and just says, you look ready. And yeah. he, and he stands up, which does that count as a step? That's and what then, I always wanted. And then he turns around where his foot does come up and spin around and land. So does that count as a step? Cause that would be yep. two, but we don't know. And then I counted first step. <laughs> so I counted so I could be the fucking internet troll guy and he takes six before he falls <gasps> well I mean it's the first time she probably ever actually did it so maybe one pun- yeah. maybe more or maybe a Bill's week. that bad ass that it, it's actually takes him six steps to die from a five it's step the te- it's the tequila it's the tequila well and there could also be a moment there where like your heart explodes and you got one more step left yeah. in you yeah you he know. kind of falls forward onto the sixth one anyway I was like that could be eight steps if you wanted to really uh, split hairs here. All but, right, trivia guy. Calm yeah, down. right. Um, but he just walks and collapses. And that's it. And she gets up and grabs BB and climbs in the car and they're gone. Takes off. Then the next morning, BB's like in the hotel room, you know, sitting in the bed watching cartoons. And we get to see this. And I, I'm really glad that the epilogue goes this way. Uh, and it doesn't cut to them just being super happy. And we got this perfect life. We get to see Uma, like, she went into the bathroom, so she's not in front of BB. And she's, she's crying. She's laughing. She's This is pissed. a huge she's, oh, motel bathroom, too, by the way. Like, what, what motel has a bathroom this big? It is a very large motel bathroom, yeah. But, uh, I mean, her just accepting everything and, like, she's finally got the life that she wanted she's the threat is gone she's got her daughter she can do the normal life she can raise her daughter the way she wanted you know i just such a fucking amazing scene and it's her crying on the fucking bathroom floor but jesus it's, christ it's and she heavy. ranges from like happy tears yes to yeah. just and it's i mean weepy. it's probably a far more realistic than what a lot of movies would portray just like driving yeah. off into the sunset and that's yeah, why i, I love that they give her character this scene you get to see her like <sighs> go, through, Breathe, go through it like i'm now everything's different that is done like you get the revenge stories and then it kind of ends whatever like you don't get to see them like 
holy fuck, I actually did it. I actually have this life. You know, I've, I've achieved and it's, it's fucking, it's fucking great. And then she just goes back out and like gets on the bed and holds BB and they watch cartoons together and you get credits. So God, what an ending. What a fucking Mm -hmm. ending. Amazing. So, uh, I guess uh, and there get, is a post-credit scene on this movie. I don't know if you stuck around to watch it. To yes, the end. there's. Uh, but, uh, we get uh, the 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 little scroll that says the the lioness has rejoined her cub and all is right in the jungle. Yeah, and then of course the the curtain call credits as they're calling, where you get to see every person who's been in the movie and their name, and in certain cases, you know, Oren Ishii, aka whatever. I love. Yeah, I love these old school. Credit cards, uh, yeah, and then the, yeah, even the credits cards. aren't aren't the standard like scrolling up. They're like the old Hollywood ones where you get like a list of them on the screen, and then the screen changes. Yeah, so even the credits, the actual credits themselves, are like a Hollywood throwback. I mean, Tarantino spared no expense. Spared no expense. Sixty million dollars, <laughs> fucking better million. not have. No. Well, 30, I guess. Um, so what 30. was the, the post credit scene? Part. I did not write it down. It was like, uh, it's something with the eyeball. I just wrote down like a, f- a funny little uh, post- post credit on the eyeball pluck i think it was when she plucked oh it was like a different take of the eyeball yeah, pluck or yeah, something, something like that something because then she was like let's do it again or something like that like yes yeah, so it was yeah. almost like a blooper yeah for a second i do like as they're going through everybody it's like scenes from the movie you know like oren is her like maybe in the boardroom and vivica fox is at home and you get to see everybody in their element when it says to bill aka snake charmer it's just him laying dead in the yard still <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! Funny, like a, the help was poking him with a stick, or something. oh, he did. I checked; he was dead. Either that, or it would have like one of each of the snakes crawling around in the yard. Would yeah, have been cool too. Oh, that would have been kind of like yeah, represent one of each of them. And they all have you know red, blue, purple, and orange. <laughs> and teenage mutant snakes. Master Splinter, calm down. Yeah. Damn it, calm this, it is, down. this is just a teenage mutant ninja turtles movie. Yeah. Oh, it was a secret Ninja Turtle. I would love it. How awesome would it be if you were like watching a movie and you get like towards the end, like the, the third act, the final climax, and then all of a sudden Ninja Turtles are like, holy shit, secret Ninja Turtle movie. <laughs> that would Best be amazing. Movie. Yeah. It's like John Woo-esque, all this gunplay, oh, all this yeah. crazy shit. And then all of a sudden at the end, the turtles come out of nowhere. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, I would love it. Oh, somebody make a secret turtle movie. Anyway, yeah. so that's the, that's the end of Kill Bill. We have... We have killed Bill. We have finished yes. the quest of Beatrix Kiddo, and she can go about her life just being a mother and doing whatever the fuck she wants to do. That's the story of Bill. And that's the story of Bill. <laughs> so let's do our final thoughts here, Elise. Um, so we were talking about this last night, Nick, me and you, um, how... Like I was, I was, I was just watching Volume 2 again to refresh, because I own this movie. Um... And you were like, yeah, I thought number one was best, but I really like number two. I'm like, I've always loved number two. Um, so this is <laughs> Feels my, so good my favorite. Her All right. <laughs> Let her do her thoughts, Anthony. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yes. So. You, you love going number my, two. <laughs> I love, I love volume two. There um, we go. <laughs> um, because of the story. <laughs> Uh, the fight sequences are, I think, pretty well put and placed and timed out. Um, I'm kind of glad that 
you know, I know you didn't like the bud stuff, but I really liked the bud stuff because I, I, in my head, he had like a self, shut up, self-imposed. Oh, like, oh, I'm the bad guy because she said she loves butt stuff. <laughs> bud. <laughs> I don't hate the bud stuff. It was just that one monologue bit that I thought was unnecessary with bud. Other than that, the whole scene was like, I, I appreciate that he gives everybody time. You get to live in their world. You really get to see who these people yeah. are now. So I thought. Anyway, other than the one monologue. So, but yeah, I liked it. Um, so, volume two is a rewatch for me. It's my favorite of the two. Um, but yeah. Okay. Anthony, you, you and your bud stuff? My bud stuff. <laughs> Number right, two. At least bud make stuff. sure you interrupt them a lot. Sorry, I apologize for the interruptions, but you were saying funny stuff. I can't hear you, Anthony. What? <laughs> I need you to shut up. Your, your white privilege over there. <laughs> can't hear you over your stupid man voice. <laughs> Jesus. Salty. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, mute. I'm sorry. Can you shut up? <laughs> you sound no. like a woman over there. I had, I had, I had this Stop movie. Stop talking. <laughs> I own it also. Uh, both the movies. And then, yeah. And I, and I knew I liked them or else I wouldn't have bought them. You know, I'm not going to go down and spend... Five ninety nine on each movie from the blockbuster sale when they're going out, the blockbuster going out of business sale. If I didn't, well, that's but it's been so long. You go to the love sale and get it for two bucks. <laughs> but yeah, no. And rewatch, I was like, man, I liked these movies even more than I remembered after rewatching. And this one is, I think, the first one. If you want the the fight scenes, I think it's way more like fighting and action in the first one. There's a lot of fighting and action in this one, but it's a lot more story in this one. And I I don't know that I like one over the other. They both are great movies, and no, I, this is a rewatch. It's it's a it's a fun movie, and it's a awesome like the the shots, this the way that he, you know, changes the way that he's shooting for different scenes. It's a it's a really good cool movie to watch, and and it's a good movie. So it's a rewatch. All right, uh, yeah. So I, as I've said repeatedly, I've always looked back more fondly on the first one just because it is damn near nonstop action, and we get all that out of the way we get our premise we get what okay we get what's going on here's what she is here's what she's trying to do but this one like dives into it and spends more time letting you live in that world as opposed to just showing you cool shit um and so i was like "Ah." i mean i I wasn't ever like oh it's boring and i fucking hate it it just wasn't as exciting you know so it wasn't like one good too bad it just that was stuff and now i i feel like my favorite of the two would be whichever one I watched the most recently, probably like <laughs> I could say, I like, no, I like two more. And then I'll watch the first one. Like, Oh no, I definitely like this one more, you know? So they're, I they're think both, what got me on this one was just the Pi May stuff. The Pi May stuff was it's, great. And, and how he can go to all these different film styles and completely uh, change to be that like the Pi May stuff looks like an old, movie like the the film quality everything about it even the sound the the audio like when they're delivering lines it it is authentic completely like he absolutely 100% goes to whichever world he's paying homage to but they all work and at no point you're like well this is different or this is weird it's like, funny it's it, weird it, how it works and it's coherent he can pluck from like it's not like new ideas. He he's like, oh man, let's do this one and this one from the stuff I've seen in the past. And by that unoriginality, creates original movies. Yes, absolutely. It's like when you cut your pictures out of magazines and make your own collage, essentially. Yeah. And I mean, right? It's, he pulls the right pieces to make homage because he's he's the the world's 
or cinema's at least greatest fangirl. He's yeah. such an obscene fan of movies in general that he knows how what about it he loves and he can recreate that well there are tons of people that love movies just you know as much but they don't have the ability to then translate it and physically do it but he's good at you editing could tell, you could tell it's right not point. oh i like kung fu movies i want to make a kung fu movie he's like no i love these fucking movies and so he does it and you can tell it's from a place of respect and from a place of love and the 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 amount of work that he puts in to show that and convey it on top of them being good movies. It's a cool story and they would work as that without the extra layer of being like, Oh my God, this feels just like this. Oh my God. I might as well be watching $6 million man right now. Or, Oh my God, I might as well. Yeah. But it's everything about, it's just, it's fucking awesome. Like it is. So you're not rewatching this. Definitely not. No, (laughs) not rewatchable. It's just such a whole experience watching these two movies. And I can't believe... I'm glad you put these in. I know I said it last episode, but I am really glad. Because I'm like, how the fuck did I not own these? What is wrong with me? So I made up for Karate Kid. Yeah, you definitely (laughs) made up for Karate Kid. Both of these are just... It's it's a fucking experience watching them. They're just so fucking beautifully done. And, you know, listener Jeff likes to think that Tarantino's more about attitude and... Or hip attitude and kind of coolness. Hey, I got quippy dialogue and a bunch of blood and this is just what tarantino does man okay uh and for the most part yes i'd agree with that but these two jesus christ what a fucking uh they're they're excellent both of them you could tell you could tell that he he wrote these movies as a love yeah a love story uh, ex- ex- extremely rewatchable both of them i don't know how to say one above the other they're they're amazing both of them so if for some reason you haven't seen them or if it's been a long time and you're like, man, I haven't thought about those in a while, fucking watch them. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're not yeah. streaming on any. I, I mean, you got to rent them right now. I don't think that they're streaming on anything. So, yeah, it, it, default it, it is you can hurt pretty it much rent hurt anything on Amazon. Them. Right. Yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. I'm sure you could get the the two set DVD on fucking Amazon for five bucks or something like it's yeah. not going to cause that much or, just Play or anyway. whatever. Yeah. And you can rent like, was it one ninety nine to. Three ninety nine yeah. to rent movies I own on them Prime. On, anyway. You can get them on Apple TV. I got them for pretty cheap. Yeah, so watch them. Just yeah. watch them. I, I plugged them into the DVD player because I still got the DVD. That goddamn right. Uh, so there we go. That sums up Kill Bill. If you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter at Their Watch Party. Find us on Facebook at The Rewatch Party. Email The Rewatch Party at Gmail Let us know your thoughts on salty tits. Do you have a favorite snake? Do you have a favorite snake? How do you... I can't believe you didn't end that with... And that's the story of Kill Bill. Ah! (laughs) Well, at least you kind of got it in there. Giggity. Um, (laughs) What do you feel about Bud stuff? You know, email us about whatever whatever you want to email us about. Do you like number two? (laughs) We love to hear from you, even if you're not as stupid as we are. Uh, don't forget about our sister show, The Tournament of Champions, wherein we rate and review the likability and fightability of characters from these movies we review here. We put up polls on our socials where you, the listener, pick who makes it into the tournament in the first place, and then separate polls where you, the listener, determine how those battles play out. So find us on Twitter and Facebook because your votes do count. Don't forget about our Rewatch Party merch line. Merchandise! We've been mailing out shirts and mugs and tote bags and stickers. And apparently now we need to make swords that sing songs. 
our merch line is, is inclusive. Or at least make cool sounds. It's getting really weird. <laughs> yeah, or at least makes that sound. Worst ninja ever. <laughs> I just know it. It's probably going to be my fucking brother who's going to email like, yeah, I want to rewatch Party fucking Hanzo Sword that plays Hello My Baby every time I take it out of the sheath or something. He would take Hello My Baby. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it, now we're going to have to make it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> promises, promises. Yeah, $700. That's right. We promised it, so we're going to have to. Yeah. It's You're going to have to pay bro. for it, brother. $1 million folding yeah. cash. <laughs> folding yes. cash. Minus the Black Mamba, please. Yeah. <laughs> Join us next week. Oh, I'm sure you'd oh, be no. fine with a white Mamba, huh? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. They aren't known as Death Incarnate. They're known as Can I Speak to Your Manager Incarnate? <laughs> the Karen Mamba. The Karen Mamba. <laughs> I'm Mamba number five. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of Vivica in my life. A little bit of Oren by my side. A little bit of driver is all I need. A little bit of Bud is what I... Anyway. <laughs> no. I know too much of that, apparently. <laughs> yeah, dude, you took that a lot further than I expected. One, two, three to the four. Everybody in the car, come on, let's go to the... Let's put this to bed. <laughs> Join us next week as we welcome back the legendary... John Woo. Yeah. In The Killer. Until then, I'm Nick with Anthony Annalise, and thanks for rewatching. From tip to base, it's a long trip for sure.